Hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Late Night War Games. I'm your host, Adam, and with me as always, the wisest of Ken's eyes, the Jack Donahue to my Liz Lemon, John. It's time to go into the crevasse, Lemon. <laughs> so with us tonight is uh, apparently one of the many Nathaniels of the Pacific Northwest, or of the Pacific Nathaniel world, as uh, John put it. Than, <laughs> welcome. Welcome, Than. Hey, well, guys, uh, it's it's another Tuesday, and it's going to be a doozy. So yeah. why don't we kick it off with... Uh, Dan, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking the Quilter's Irish Death. It uh, is a dark ale. It's very smooth and delicious. Comes from Ellensburg, Washington, and uh, kind of like black as pitch. I don't know if you can very see nice. That. Ooh, that Actually, looks delicious. I think I had a bottle of that on this very show a couple weeks back. <laughs> I have another one in the fridge. I just saw. Um, John, what are you having? I am having some Oishi whiskey that's been finished in a sherry cask, um, and it is very good and exactly what I needed after today. <laughs> Delicious. And yourself? And then, uh, yeah, for myself, I'm having another one of my monkless Belgian ales. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is pretty darn good. Let's see if I can say it. Chapelacophagon? Uh, something like that? That sounds about right. Yeah, it's... a. Uh, Wheat beer brewed with spices, it's nice. So it's it's kind of like a Belgian wheat, right? But I definitely get some um some like peppercorn in there. It's mm. pretty good. Recommend it. Fair enough. Well nice. cheers. 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 Oh, so I should be sure to uh drink it with my right hand to show off the old Rose Raid logo. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's the right thing to do. Anyway, yep. let's go straight into Whoa. the news. Yeah, let's kick it off with that news, John. Uh, well, I mean, of course, we have Broman Academy stuff. So uh, the month is is uh, a little over half over now. We're doing aggressive lieutenants this month. So take a lieutenant, don't take chain of command, and use your lieutenant order every turn to win the game. Uh, kind of the point is to force you to do something that you're a little uncomfortable with and maybe even go into loss of lieutenant and see what that's like. It's not that bad, I promise. Uh, you can probably even win your game. So definitely... Uh, Give that a shot. If you uh, are having trouble getting games in, I think we all are right now, you can also just take part in the painting contest, which is basically just paint any lieutenant profile. That's it. Uh, WYSIWYG for bonus points. That's basically uh, just for funsies. Uh, All the rules are up here. Um, Basically, the usual send me pictures, uh, send me a before picture, and then four pictures labeled with your ITS name. Um, We'll be submitting submissions until the end of September. And if you win, uh, you can either get a blister a Roman Academy patch, or you can get to choose what Chris over at Monstrous Makings is making um, for the next time he has his monthly um, monthly uh, decision from his patrons. Uh, so in, in along those lines, uh, he's actually just put out um, some NA2 models. So you can see the Blitzen, the Chain Colt, Heavy Pistol, and a Jammer now. So if for some reason you needed to add a Jammer to something because you're that kind of person... You can. Um, so yeah, basically, that, yeah, that's a pretty nice looking chain cult, if I do say so myself. Um, one nice thing is that, uh, you know, the idea is that if you have a 3D printer or friends with 3D printers, uh, you can print these out. But he also has a service over at monstersmakings.co.uk, which will print stuff for you, and you can get the thing you need. So there's that. That's super cool. Yeah, I've got a, 
I've got a couple of guns in queue for Dan to print me. I'm going to have him do some of those Morat chain rifles mm-hmm. that uh, Monstrous Makings is so nice to make just for me. Um, well, not just for you, but... On, to make the crack <laughs> rifles. Yeah. Very great. So I don't, I don't think we have any, uh, any news for some other games, but we do have a lot of news from one game in particular. It's true, we do. So, holy cow, yeah. Um, and, you know, if, if you, in case you were under a rock the last week, uh, like the, the floodgates have opened and we are getting all kinds of stuff for N4. Uh, clearly, what are we talking about the rest of the evening? Yep. I mean, we got like new models, new profiles, art. It's, it's everything is on there. Yeah. So, you want to talk yeah, about the, uh, the new mercenary? Yeah, let's start with her. So, all she's right. the. She's the pre-order manager that comes with N4, right? Yes. Awesome. She's uh, Octavia Grimm's daughter, a.k.a. the daughter of Grimm's. Um, uh, apparently, she is the... Good. Yeah, seems good. She's uh, Apparently, she's um, a teenage girl with a missile launcher, and that is reflected by her profile. Uh, she's got a missile launcher, missile launcher and a contender for when those guys uh, get within 24. You can fire a contender at them. Seems like a good plan. When they get real close, you have a heavy pistol. So, I had not even registered that she had a contender. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. not relevant. Um, there is a <laughs> there is a bit of a waste, uh, a mistake. I guess not really a mistake, but more of a, a Corvus Bellyism. So this is, should be one plus one burst, is what we've what we've learned. So mm-hmm. basically, that means she's burst two in the active turn with that missile launcher, that contender, and she's burst three with a heavy pistol. So thumbs up for that. But um, amazing. <laughs> so yeah, you think she's you use gonna- her? Well, I was looking at her and like she's she's pretty damn good. Um, Now, first two missile in the active turn. It's she's kind of competing, at least in my head, with the the only army that I have that can use her, Mm -hmm. which is um, the Shaz Vasti. Right. So she is kind of competing for that Noctifer slot. She is another dogged missile launcher. We're swapping TO or whatever it happens to be. If it's mimetism, negative six and surprise or whatever it's going to be in the new edition for it. we are switching that to switch her from a defensive piece to an offensive piece. Sure. I don't know. It's interesting. So does the BS attack only function in active turn then? The yeah. Plus one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a little more balanced then. I mean, yeah, it's not all the time. There's, there's the this really interesting bit too, nice. right? The fact that she's yeah. also sixth sense, that's pretty nuts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't catch that. Like, Though, especially for Shazvasti, that's nice because you don't have that great of an anti-camel game. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm curious how Sixth Sense is going to work in the new edition, if it's just your immune to surprise attack, or if it includes everything that it does now, that plus six to discover, the... Yeah, it, it doesn't cause plus six to discover, you're thinking of Sensor. Oh, sorry, I'm thinking of Sensor. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, I mean, the, I, yeah. I can definitely see her using her in uh, in vanilla armies as sort of a replacement for N3 now. N4 now is much stronger, assuming his style mm-hmm. line is pretty similar. Um yeah, I, I I really like it. Um, I'll definitely I'll definitely put her in some of my lists as a as an active turn killer. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be useful to have have a profile like this. I mean, like at the end of the day, you you, know, you can't complain too much about having a burst two missile launcher for twenty eight points. No, especially I mean, at and and it's throwaway, which is pretty great. And there maybe depending on like you said, maybe there's some some fancy thing you can do. Yes, I am a hipster, life. It's true. Um, <laughs> I, I I think I, I think there's some fancy things you might be able to do like that that trick that you really like, which is uh, 
to shoot through smoke with six sense, assuming that's still a legal thing, right? Where you where you move your your marauder around with the Molotov and start gunning stuff down um, in a link that you did to that one guy. Anyway, so thumbs up for that. I think I think uh, it'll be it'll be good to see what six sense does, and that will dictate a lot of a lot of stuff about how we use her. But um, yep, and all really in all, quickly, good profile. I want to thank uh, Remdog Cleaner for subscribing on Prime. Thank you very much, man. Yeah, thanks, Remy. I appreciate or it. Or Jeremy, us, rather. Uh, yeah, Sorry. Keep us in the beer. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see what else is new. Well, we have... Um, whoops, that's too far. We have the new Direfoes. Yep. Yeah. Well, like, that guy has... The, he's the, the most 40K... One of the most 40K uh, minis I think I've seen in Infinity in a long time. But I love it. It's yep. so good. <laughs> Just so good. <laughs> I'm totally fine with the mining drill fist glove. Yeah, that's that's absolutely fine. I have no problem with that. Uh, I do really like how the HVT is just like from Mines Corp, right? Like they're not even trying, which is absolutely you know on brand for the time period. Right. It's like, what do we do? Although, We're a mine Mines corporation. Corp. Mines Corp is actually a. Uh, it's one of the uh, Antenna Cities or Phoenix Corporation. So I've got some boxes to say Mines Corp on them. Made there you for go. Infinity. So they're like a going back. Area of Wayland Utani Industries. Yeah, right. She's got her uh you know, she's got her N ninety five mask going. No, that's that's much yeah, better so. than N ninety five. That's like a yeah. P one hundred. Yeah. Um sadly as, as Leif mentions, uh uh Sargosh skips leg day. He's got a, a bit weedy legs in comparison to his beef arms. But <laughs> it might do? I think it might just be beef arm. Yeah, it might just be beef sense. arm. That's true. That's true. Um, so I, I, would, I have to say I was really excited for Casanova, like unreasonably so. Uh, but then I saw the model, and I'm a little underwhelmed. I, I very much agree. I was really stoked on that dossier, or the dossier of the concept art. Um, he doesn't look... Uh, it's, it's, it's something about the face. Yeah. But he, like, he doesn't look bad, but I, I am more excited about the HVT. Yeah. Oh yeah, the HVT is of the three. The HVT is the best, for sure. Yeah, uh, I I'm a big fan of Sargosh, but I'm also biased because combined. Um, well, yeah, but I just get a lot of personality in her. The kind of huffy arms and yeah, cocked a little bit to the side and mm-hmm. the tied off jumpsuit. Yeah, which I and think I is can, probably lifted from Portal. Like I feel where they were going with Casanova, right? He's just he's kind of cocky and nonchalant, just hanging out with my mono. CCW, but um, I do think I'll be commissioning Obi to make a uh, tuxedo mask in the Infinity Universities as my Casanova. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I it, the chat has it right, you know? It's his face, and he looks like the random guy from the office that you think is just cool because he looks like a nice guy, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it kind of, it kind of, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Just, just sad, sad about it. He's still a great profile, but something about the model. It's, it's, it's a really... It's a really delicate thing to try to do to try to make somebody look like nonchalant but badass. Sure. Like, like he's cocky and could absolutely murder you with that mono, and he's just chilling. Um, not quite there. Maybe paint will sell it. I'm hoping that paint, seeing it all painted in a white suit, will uh, will put it over the top. Yeah, maybe. But that's fine. We have tons more models to be excited about. It's true. We do. Let's and see. That there's this. There's this way. new thing. I don't know what this yeah, is about. It's a shoe J. So total speculation. 
I'm wondering if it's another um, this awesome Brom heavy infantry. I mean, do we really need another one? Well, so Austria was saying there's going to be like a a new style for Brom. So sure. If, you know that they're going to be completely rebuilt. So if it's you know right now it's like lots of throwaway pieces and small gambles, and then of course impersonator, and then mm-hmm. like the option for another style list where you just have like Mega Link, but they don't really have much staying power currently. So if they're kind of rebuilding everything to be about 15 order lists, you're going to need some awesome units that are going to be a little bulkier. And right now you got what the IR and then yeah, so we're a, I mean, another big one coming up. I mean, yeah, the Asawira. Because, like, like, you're competing against the AR and the Asawira, basically. Sure, but if it's like a TO, if if it's just like a camo infiltrating heavy infantry, sure. Yeah, I suppose that's true. That's a different place than either the AR. Fair enough. So, I think there's room for it. And the console part looks super, super like Dune badass. Yeah, it does look really cool. I mean, it's way too early to tell what the hell this thing is, but I mean, it has all the hot guns. So that's good. Um, it's got a breaker pistol, which is useful. I'd prefer the IR's viral, but hey, you know, whatever. Um, right. Yeah, I don't know. Jury's still out. We don't know anything about it except for this. So we'll see what happens. Let's see what else. We've got, so uh, we've got a new... Um, oh, yeah, right. Uh, we've, we've got a new um, hot tail, right? Yep, there you go. Tell us back ops. Yep, so... Uh, Bashir led with this. He's like, "This is what's happening in N4," and led with Toha. So he's, you know, definitely, <laughs> definitely throwing Toha folks a bone. Not, not to complain at all, but uh... they can get their new annual miniature. Well, I mean, <laughs> oh no! Yes. Hold on a second, though. It's got alternate arms, so that's like two miniatures, and there's symbio well, yeah, arms. That's true. So you could do a lot of conversion with it. It's. I'm pretty happy about this. Yes, especially that's true. given I was expecting nothing. Right. 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 So. Yeah, thank you, Than, for the Toa perspective. So, yeah, that's that's very true. I I I do I do like it. I do like that it's got a uh, Pano Combi rifle, like you said, um, for yeah. uh, for NA two purposes or whatever. So, right. Yeah, I think uh, I think it'll be definitely useful in the grand scheme the of things. Original, the original Toa cool. Spec Ops was a very well made model for what it was too. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad to see them putting a lot of effort into a resculpt. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely happy to see this. We we were not expecting it, and CB just gave us a little extra present. So thank you, CB. Now let's see what else we've got. Uh, this guy. Uh, so of finally, extra yeah. So we finally got. We, yeah. <laughs> if uh, if he's not in, like when when they you know, when N four comes out and they're touching up all the sectorals and kind of fixing things, if he's not in US Ariadna, I will be sad. <laughs> <laughs> This is the space trucker that I I didn't know that I always wanted. Yeah, he's uh, Holy crap. he's pretty rad. I still like Obi's version better, but I am a little biased. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, this is great. It looks, it's it's a, it's the it's a very popular profile as well. Uh, I'm a little partial to the boarding yeah. shotgun EM grenade guy myself, but that's just me. Just because EM grenades. Well, yeah. I mean, come on now, EM grenades. Who doesn't <laughs> want that? Um, yeah, so. Uh, it's good to see a, 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 a version that everybody can have. You don't need to be an Obi or an Isaac to sculpt your own. So, right, right. <laughs> us mere mortals right. can have access to it as well. Definitely a fan of that. I, I just have to say, I absolutely love those boots. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it looks like the trucker who just heard something on this, you know, on the side of the monstruck, right? Yeah. He's like, 
uh, puts out his cigarette, puts down his beer, straps on these big old boots to go stomping around the side of the, the yep. side of the truck. Like that's, oh, it's so good. I mean, it's, this is this is the guy. This is what a Starcraft Marine looks like outside of the Marine power armor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has right. a mullet. Can we yeah. just, yeah, just? I mean, I, I basically just said that. Yeah, yeah, right. He has the freaking mullet. Uh, there's a little yeah. nod to Arizona on there with the Route 66. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the body. micro detail on that model is just delicious. They did a lot of work on getting the personality just right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like one of the things I love about this game and this company is that they are really uh, aware of what's going on in their community. Um, even though, you know, a lot of us tend to complain that they don't tell us things, they do pay attention to what we're saying and they respond and they, they love interacting with us and it shows, like especially in things like this. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's I, zero complaints. This is like one of my favorite minis they've done in a long time. And something that, that CB does really well is they don't, they don't paint themselves into a corner when it comes to their design. Mm-hmm. Like, even though this looks very different than what we have seen so far, it will still look nice on the table. Like, it will still fit in aesthetically, I think. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, especially if you paint it in your faction scheme, it'll look right at yeah. all. All right. So good. Well, we have a new a newcomer to Infinity, but uh, not to Aristea, and that's Parvati, Circle Star, Circle League Star. Um, and uh, she's the Aristea lady with the SMGs and the space magic healing things. So right. we can so, expect the same out of her infinity. Yep. So she's the, uh, she's going to be the miniature in the ITS pack next year, assuming ITS happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, again, that's another smart move of them, right? Because they've already done wild bill, which can be used in both games. Now they're going to do Parvati, which can be used in both games. I assume that's going to be something we'll continue to see moving forward. Um, no complaints. She looks solid. Yeah. Like, and we actually know what uh, she looks like painted up. Ooh. Yeah. I feel like they captured a lot of the a lot of the old Aleph models were very thin and long, very lanky. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they got that litheness right with her in a way oh, yeah. they maybe didn't quite hit with the first Aleph resculpts. So mm. I was very glad to see that. Yeah, it looks really good. And it looks like it won't be a huge pain to assemble either, which I approve of. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited right? to see. I hope. I I think she's supposed to be part of OSS. I hope she's a part of OSS. Almost. We'll see. Yeah. All that matters. Is I can use her in Sarmada. There you go. <laughs> Vanderbain says that she's standing on a tactical landmine, which is probably not the best place to be standing. But she has space magic, so it's probably fine. I don't know. She's probably fine. Maybe she's it's her own landmine. <clears throat> Maybe. Oh yeah. I mean, if she had mines, that would be a, a doctor with mines. No, there's a thing. Right. Ooh. I wouldn't I, be surprised to see something like counterintelligence with her as well. Yeah, uh, one of the things in her Aristea profile is she has a lot of initiative affecting things. Oh, that's so, true. Right. Yeah, she could be skin- clever. She's skinny enough not to set it off, says Vanderbilt. That's good. Good. There good thinking go. there. Um, there we go. Yeah. All right. So speaking of uh, evading things, we can talk about the talk about the Corregidor Evader. I have no idea what this thing is, but I, I want it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's Corregidor, yep. which is first off. So I've no, like they've they've showed off a few things for Corregidor coming up, including the the fuselier on the next page. They've really, I kind of feel like hit hard the power you know hit the uh, the power armor on the head hard with the look, new look for uh, Corregidor. Like these guys, the concept art looks amazing. Yeah, you've seen it looks two illustrations really now with them. Um, you know, looking at equipment-wise, something with a multi-rifle boarding shotgun and AP Spitfire, I'm 
I'm hoping it's a more interesting profile. It looks like they have a jetpack on, so they could be AD of some sort, maybe. I don't know. I don't. I mean, like, but Corregidor already has one of the best AD in the game, right? So. Yeah. So give it some competition. I. I mean, it has. It, they have Tomcats and Hellcats. Like, what more do you want? Explorers. Uh, <laughs> Explode level X. That right? would be a thing. I, I mean, what if it? What if it was like? Um, well, those of you who played Halo, like the the dodge pack thing. Right, there, like, uh, there was like a there was like this jetpack thing you could get uh, as an upgrade to your armor in Halo, which you could like, you know, dodge to the side. So maybe it is like dodge plus six or something. Yeah, it's sort of the hyperdynamics. Name, the name yep. is right. That'd oh, be pretty cool. Yep, hyperdynamic HI. Yeah. Oh man, that would be cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Good luck, Emer, adding this thing. I've got okay. some extra stabilizers on their boots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it's um, people with podcast chapters are gonna have to bear or on podcasts have to bear with it. But basically, they they just look like a really cool, badass cyberpunk heavy infantry. Yeah, um, they're pretty rad, and there will be uh, the another source of multi rifle in Corregidor, which is very very oh. rare. I think the only one is the Brigada. That would be my guess. Because so, for some missions. Yeah. Oh, I mean multi rifle. I mean it's just I'm thinking very selfishly here because multi rifle is my favorite gun. But, <laughs> you know. And then yeah, so the SWC for these guys being that AP Spitfire. That's a gun. That's a good gun on the heavy infantry chassis. I'll take that. Yeah, definitely. Um, Especially if we're going to see more tags and more heavy infantry in the new edition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing a re-sculpt of Alguaciles. I don't that, know why. Yeah, that was a little random. Um, I think the there was one, one more piece of art that we might not have in here that shows the armor a little bit better. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't throw it in there because it was basically. I mean, from my perspective, pretty similar. I mean, I do, I do love what they've done with the guns. This is like straight out of, you know, Counter Strike. You've got like oh, gold right. guns and flames and crap on there. Uh, very Nomad. I love it. Uh, yeah, I like and, it quite a bit. It, the, like, the, the art is great. Sorry, yeah, is the pleated jumpsuit mm-hmm. with the along the arms there. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done that on a lot of models. It looks really good. It does. But they've lost the shoulder pads, which. Yeah think is actually going to give them a lot different look than a lot of infinity models looks a lot more like a spacesuit. maybe like that's the what they're going for yeah i could see that bigger padded armor too so this kind of streamlines them down quite a bit mm-hmm. i I, yeah, I mean i i i've painted all my aquasils which is shocking <laughs> i know uh so i i am less enthused about this because that means i have more painting and more models to buy but uh yeah i mean I, I think it's absolutely fine. I, I don't. I don't think it was a necessary step, but it sounds like uh, yeah. they wanted to change the. Because I mean, you know, if if I was going to choose like one one model for them to work on, it'd be like the Moran, right? But apparently yeah. they're doing that too, uh, yeah. and they're going to. The part would not make that cut. Yeah, exactly. It's just like I don't really need another one. We've got so many. I've got the I've got the N two Aguasil, and it looks fine. I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just an old grognard. What can I say? But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's absolutely fine. I have no problem with it. It's just uh, <laughs> another thing to add to the queue, I suppose. Um, so, speaking of uh, coming out of right field, yeah, like what the heck? What the heck is this thing? It's a uh, Tunguska <laughs> cheer killer. I yeah. Uh, apparently, Tunguska needed a warband. I think. I don't know what it is. They, right? I mean, this is yeah. this is this is all the information we've got. Oops, there we go. Did you did you catch anything on it, fam? No, just that it was kind of like that they were trying with the new edition to have some things that are just like over the top, 
maybe even goofy would be a word to use. Like sure. we're going to talk about the bear later. Mm-hmm. And yep. Yep. Uh, Casanova himself and some of the new Aristea characters bring a little bit more of a kind of like poppy sci-fi element sure, in sure. the game. I mean, they already have samurais and ninjas and robots and yeah, aliens. Why not and all cheerleaders? I don't. I don't get it. Maybe there's a good fluff explanation, but I think it's probably just like somebody sculpted it and they were like, "Hell, let's go with it." It's kind of a joke, in-game joke. I mean, maybe. Right? To, to me, it feels very um, like Quentin, Tarant- Quentin Tarantino. The Cheer Killer Squad comes and like kills everyone, a la Kill Bill. Um, I'm really hoping that they're not a war band. I actually really would like them to be more like an Odalesque, like something that's that looks light but is surprisingly resilient and then packs a bunch of firepower. Um, yeah, there's that kind of skirmisher-esque profile that's I mean, like the point range or so. Right? What if it was a non-shock immune NWI thing in like the high twenty-point range that was yeah. a crackot that had like it was like a crackot equivalent. It had no smoke. It was impetuous, right? And had like a shock marksman rifle. So assuming impetuous, so like, like still, well, but it's impetuous now. Okay. Right. So you can't get Maybe cover that. from it, and the armor is very low. Yeah. So to me, this still sounds like an Odalask, right? NWI, not shock immune. I mean, Odalask are armed three. That's true. But this, she's covered in armor. I think. Maybe I don't know. No, that's she just that's just space like, cheerleader armor. Space. She feels space like she's gonna be a yeah, I mean, yeah. Bostria said as much, right? He was like, oh, she looks like she belongs in Machina, but she's from Tunguska. And we were like, what? I guess? All right. Like, sure. maybe there'll be some fluff thing where it's like, you know, it's a televised execute state executions or something. Yeah, and that like, sounds good. I mean, you know, they like, it's like cops, but they come and murder you. Well, okay, so cops, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe, it's, it feels like a publicity stunt. Like, yeah, hey, we're not that bad. I mean, yeah. I mean, like for 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 the faction that has Hollow in it, right? Um, yeah. I I mean, I just we just have to see the profile and see what it is. Yeah. Um, it is a pretty random thing. Yeah. It's 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 it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it slots in. Um, I don't. I mean, here's the like the big question is: Will it make me play Tunguska? Probably not, unless it's a crackot for like, unless it's basically a crackot. In which case, I would I would. But then I mean, I could have it in Vanilla <laughs> Nomads along with a crackot. So yeah. like, why would I? play Tunguska, you know? Is oh. her base recognizable to anybody? Like, I'm wondering if this character is also like a lifted one. We see that occasionally with CB where they're like, oh, yeah. you know, we wanted to do this character from an anime. We wanted to do this character from a comic. Nah. She, something about her seems familiar and I can't place it. I mean, maybe I'm just thinking Harley, but they already did Harley. Yeah, I don't know. They undid Harley. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not, uh, I'm not getting any Cautious, con- just cautious, flat. Not not optimistic, not pessimistic. Just like we'll have to see. I'm sure it'll be cool. Yeah, it'll be fine. As things tend to be. Yep. Let's see what else. Um, we got Wildcats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a unit that needed a resculpt. And if there are is anything to go by, holy cow! Yeah, that's going to be good. They really the new style is going to look great on them. They look great. I want to know what they look like in the profile because I mean I love the old models. I've had them forever. I painted them all up. They're great. Um, I'd struggle with them when I, when I put them on the table. Um, and clearly that has nothing to do with the model. Uh, I mean, just looking at the dossier, I mean, it looks like they're going to have all the same kit, which is great. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe they're four, four now, which 
doesn't super change them. I mean, it does, but not like horrendously so. Um, it'd be really interesting to see what what their point costs are like and how they fit in if they change their armor at all or anything like that. I mean, they're armor two BTS six and and then three, uh, so they're good. Uh, it's just it's just hard to to justify them against all the other ridiculous Corregidor links, especially now with the mixed Aguasild um, Brigado link. So yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. Right. We did get confirmation that uh, MI is four four now. So sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Have you guys uh, have you guys seen Machine Fifty Six? I have not. I'm going to yeah. have my screen now, and this is absolutely the direction I feel like the um, the Nomad has, the Nomads have been going. You have um, it on your screen. I see the shirt. Weird. Huh? No, still the shirt. Oh, there he goes. Weird, laggy. So it's like this this cyberpunk fashion line out of Malaysia. That's ex- extremely expensive, but uh, art design wise, like this is very much what I'm reminded of from the new Nomad look. Um, it's all very angular, very kind of, I guess, modern cyberpunky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tech wear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good. Yeah, that's a good word. Like, he could be. There we go. This guy could be the. Uh, the new wildcat, or yeah, the new Vader. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's just the first thing I think of when I see all these new, uh, these new designs. I mean, they kept the old shoulder pad design, which I really like. I mean, this is all very true to Nomad, uh, Nomad aesthetic. It's just like more streamlined and, and more spacey, which I think is what they're going for. Especially, I think what happened was they they started doing all their Cosmoflot stuff, and they were like, "Oh, this is really cool. Let's sort of bring it in the other lines as well." Because like the the Nomad Evader is like not very high tech looking. It's more like last gen in comparison to like say what you might see out of Pano or Yujing, right? Yep. So I kind of I kind of get that vibe from it. But anyway, speaking of new tech, right? Ooh. There's uh there's this thing, which I believe I the uh, yeah. the Hawk players have been waiting for for a while. Holy cow! Holy cow! There's like a Votoms sort of thing. Well, okay, so there's definitely like. A very strong Shiro influence on all of Infinity's work, mm-hmm. but right. really see it in this tag. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That Ooh. head is just. Leif. So Leif good. is a Leif is a voice of dissent here. Why are you disappointed, Leif? <gasps> I no. know. I mean, I mean, it's it's I mean, a perfectly serviceable tag, right? It looks it looks straight out of um for for me it looks straight out of uh, Titanfall, right? That's a very Titanfall yeah. design. Um. Mm-hmm. I mean, right down to the uh, the AP Spitfire with heavy flamethrower, right? That looks like, you know, something that I expect to be in the bottom right half of my screen, uh, just right. like pew pewing things. Um, but the profile is on, the profile my take is, on it is it's like a uh, it looks kind of like a, a more updated gecko. Yeah, yeah. It's a tag I would take. It's, I mean, three wounds and armor six for sixty points is really solid. So a really interesting thing that I've noticed here is that they. They've gotten rid of the tags dodging at negative six and just sending a flat value, mm-hmm. which also means that they're not giving them outrageous physiques to compensate for their huge uh, dodge penalty. Yeah, I mean, so I think I think this is important for uh, for ADHLs to work. You know, I guess I guess it para ammo now. Right. Um, Gizmo kit is that the so is that going to be the same as an auto med kit, but for machines? Yeah, but it still mm-hmm. goes off of rip, I believe, is what I remember. In this case, it lists an 11. Oh, that's right. Never mind. Um, sorry, that's what Carlos said. He's, everything that can be gizmo kitted has a gizmo kit value. Oh, yeah. okay. 
There we go. So this thing should I fixed take it. PH equals 11. Yeah. Um, I noticed Duo. Yeah. That's I mean, interesting. I mean, so you can probably card him around with Layla. Right. Or any other wild card. There could be yeah. some really interesting options for that. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Yeah. It's, basi- it's basically a Gecko. I mean, it's a, uh, you know, like Leif says, he's, it's a hammer. Um, I, I think, I think you know, judging by what's going on in chat, Leif thinks it's a, kind of a bland profile in the sense that it's not very Hassassin-y, but the art, the, the uh, like the design aesthetic is fine. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I would agree mm-hmm. with that. It, it's not, it's not terribly exciting, right? It's not like some like crazy Hassassin-y thing, like, uh, uh, it like doesn't have like imperson. It isn't. It's not like an impersonation tag. Like we're here from the heavy accounting unit, right? You know, <laughs> it's like we're here to it's crunch some numbers. Um, I think it'd be interesting to see if you did a lighter, more gambly sort of assassin build, where like you say, you have a lot of Dilami or something, something where you have a lot of like small bets that may pay off and win you the game or may just fall flat on the face. Mm-hmm. You'll still have this guy with an extra order because of attack awareness um, doing extra damage. That AP Spitfire heavy flamethrower would give you actually really good kind of 24-inch kill zone. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to get too close to it because of the flamethrower. It can take out other armor pretty decently with the plus one damage. And it's 60 points. It's yeah. affordable. It's affordable. Like, I mean, I, honestly, I think the correct profile is the AP Spitfire one. Because it's so damage hard. 15 on a tag, and it's AP. It's the same price as the HMG, but like you just get so much more utility out of it because you can take on other tags a lot easier. So, And, and there's other... I kind of envision it as this like mass-produced tag. Like they, just, they don't really care if they lose it in battle. Mm-hmm. It's, not, you know, it's, it's not an incredibly expensive resource. It is a tag. It's not cheap. Use it when you need to apply a hammer to a thing. But... You know, if the pilot gets compromised in true assassin style, right? He doesn't have a cube. Like, you know, what, write it off. It was an expense. It was an expense. Yeah. He does have a shotgun, though, which is always funny when the pilot drops out and shotguns your link. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, he's got a light shotgun. But, I mean, you have you have a heavy flamethrower, so not super worried about that, I guess. Because I don't think, I don't think sh- teardrop impact templates are a thing anymore. Oh, that's right. That's right. So that's that's... I'm I'm a little bummed about that if that's true, but I guess we'll have to see. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not I'm not upset by that. I I think it's I think it's perfectly reasonable. Um, it's maybe not as flavorful as we wanted of a profile, but we'll have to see it in context with that new Sujay thing. I mean, maybe maybe it can do it with this tag and that like causes like some pretty cool interactions. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. like, like Obi says, it looks like a maximized version of the Anaconda. That's a pretty good assessment, right? It's yeah. like, a, it's a, it's a, it's like, what would happen if Hawk got a hold of an Anaconda? It's like, we need to make this smaller and better. And yeah, seems about right. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. I think, cool. I think it's okay. Well, great, man. That was, that was just the news. That was just <laughs> the news. This, so, this is not even what we're talking about tonight. Yeah, what, what, yeah. what have you gotten up to? Uh, speaking of these, what have you got up to in terms of hobby, Adam? Well, I've been working on paintings and spaceships. I don't have any pictures to show because they're not, they're not in a spot that I want to show. It's like, here's what these spaceships look like dry brush now. You know, like, that's not impressive. But uh, 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 playing a little bit of the mobile Eve game has uh, inspired me to be like, I want to paint some more ships. A little bit or okay. a lot? Be honest. A lot of it. A lot of it. Okay. That's <laughs> what I thought. Spaceships. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I haven't really done anything in terms of hobby because uh, it turns out preparing for a class with only a month uh is is very hard (laughs) so i've just been i've been frantically 
uh, grinding away at that, and it's been a, it's been a, it's been a, a good trip down memory lane, but also very very stressful. So no no hobby for me. I keep acquiring new models though, so I'm doing my help to Let's, my part to help out CB, uh, but not not to manage my stress level. <laughs> but Than <laughs> Than is our saving grace here because he's actually got some hobby to talk about. So why don't you uh, talk about these Drews you've been working on? Yeah, I've been Drews for a while. Um, so. Uh, why can't I remember her name right now? Valeria? <laughs> Thank you, Valeria. Uh, Valeria is an awesome old school model, but I never like crouching models. Mm-hmm. Um, but the profile is just so friggin' amazing, I had to use her. So uh, I reposed her with a leg from an old Narjaroon. Oh. And on that Chesvasti staircase, I've got extras of. Sure. Um, Very clever. So- Arching legs. Yeah, yeah, thanks. I, I think she came out really good. I'm pretty happy with her. Um, I usually am kind of a just get it on the table sort of person when it comes to painting, but basically when the pandemic hit, I was like, I need to just do an army where I actually will spend a lot of time on them. And uh, Drew's seemed like a fun way to do that. Um, very, very cool. The drone in the back there is, um, I had a couple of the old Sujians and Mm-hmm. I realized I could turn them into multiple kind of off-brand looking drones. Because uh-huh, uh-huh. Drews are not going to have top-of-the-line stuff. They're going to have last-gen that they have, like, secretly upgraded with illegal tech to be next-gen. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, just just for a point so of contrast, this is what uh, what stock Valeria looks like. So she's yeah. very short. She looks, she looks good, but I actually uh, very much prefer your version. Thanks. Yeah, I'm very happy with how she came out. I'm trying to remember where the gun arm came from, but oh, exactly. I like your uh, bipedal remote here. Yeah. So yeah, the uh, the Fugazis are gonna be just those little running guys, kind of just you know running up to kill your dudes. He's got a bit of an obnoxious Metal Gear thing going on that I really enjoy. Um, <laughs> that is like two seconds before I bumped it and it broke apart, so I need to repin it. But oh no. Uh, it's how I loaves and fishes to uh, Sujians into four drones, though. So um, trying to take all the extra parts and turn it into something else. Yeah, oh, it looks good, man. I dig it. And you've also got a bunch of table work, too, right? Yeah. Um, it's gone on hiatus temporarily, but I'm still working on the rooftop table. I was hoping to have it ready in time for raid, but, of course, that's womp, womp. not happening this year, sadly. But... Um, yeah, the Blade Runner cars on there really finished the police station off. Um, Going to put down some little more work on there. I've got a trash can in that picture that's kind of standing in for another building that I'm working on, kind of in an apartment with mm-hmm. freestanding balconies and an elevator between them. You've also got the, um, uh, bl- the, the Blade Runner blimp going on. Yeah, right. stay up limp there in the center, uh, which is not clear in this picture, but it actually lights up. There are green lights running along the spikes of the thing uh actually pretty much everything on this lights up the tower lights up red the um the large industrial sort of buildings in the background there have red and yellow lights on them Mm -hmm. the idea is to get the whole table lighting up and i've got a few led strips that i'm working the led neon so i can have kind of a glow on the base level to make it kind of reinforce that idea that you're fighting on rooftops you know hundreds Mm -hmm. of feet in the air um one thing I'm really excited about with N4 is the changes to catwalks. And this doesn't sound like it's a big deal, but in terms of modeling, it's amazing. 
Um, in code one, we've seen that you are allowed to move across a catwalk smaller than your base size, oh, so yeah. you end on the other side, or end on a full base-sized uh, resting place in between move actions. Mm-hmm. So that just opens up a whole lot of options for connecting buildings without it just looking like everybody has these giant bridges connecting everything. Um, oh, that's really cool. So I'm working on some things that look like uh, traffic signals um, and bundles of cables and pipes that oh. are about three inches, two and a half inches wide so that I can use them to connect the buildings and it will look kind of more natural than just having bridges between everything. That'll be and cool. It'll just oh, that's be like genius. a board. Yeah, this this um, is this is why Than makes some of the best tables in in the in the area, right? And why I love playing on his tables because they're just thanks. so inventive. And like, I love your junkyard table. That's going to improve too, right? You could literally have like a just a pipe between those two like piles of junk, and that would work for the same yep. the same thing. Oh, that's going to be great. And then you can color it yes. yellow, and it'll be just like all of the excellent design work done in Mirror's Edge. Oh, fantastic! I love it. Great. Huge it's going to be really great. Oh, it's going to be yeah. so good. I'm jazzed. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm very happy to see the movement rules got like very clear explanations of how vaulting works, very clear explanations of how catwalks work. Uh, it just opens up a lot in terms of making making functional terrain that looks beautiful too. Because you can play a great game on just a board full of boxes, but yeah, you could. I think this game really shines when you give it more terrain. Yeah, if you uh, if you want to see it. a game played on this table, uh, you can go check out my. Rooftop table beta test. There's Than proudly next to his table, and my opponent Nate. Um, and there's a bunch more pictures of uh, how J- JSA runs against. Um, yeah, there's some lights there. How JSA runs against. Uh, uh, I think I was playing Tunguska. So, fantastic. And you can sort of see the, some of these like enormous ramps that Than's talking about here, which look a little out of place and are, are gone now, I guess. Um, yep, doing small stuff. Yeah. Oh Sorry. God, I love. I love. I just like. Who would have thought that just like a bag of cotton or like that like <laughs> stuff you like stuff teddy bears with would make such a right, difference Adam. on the table, right? It, just like it really does. There's and, a table somewhere on the forums that somebody did that's kind of a mountaintop Eugene table, mm-hmm. and that's where I got the idea of using the cotton wool from. They did the same thing with cotton wool, and then they had drifting uh, cloud templates. Yeah, that's the most genius thing about this, I think. Right, like this here. There's just like a little cool. bit of water vapor blowing by. Oh, so great. So great, yeah. I love I love this table. It's it's definitely a it's definitely a challenge, but it's worth it. Yeah, storage is a challenge too. So <laughs> I, I believe it. I believe it. Well, uh, yeah. There's definitely going to be. Ho- hopefully, we'll see each other soon in person. And we can play some more on this table. I would I would love to give it a try and see if anything's changed and how the new skinny bridges work. Um, but so, Rick, where do you where do you get? For the people that are listening that I want to uh, tackle this kind of uh, nonsense, where do you get your materials? Um, so a lot of... Uh, I'm basically still doing Legos, right? I'm taking things and bashing them together. So the larger buildings, I can't really point, obviously. Um, but in the foreground here, you can see the larger buildings of that factory. Those are just uh, collapsible produce boxes flipped over and then rigged up with Dollar Tree uh, lights. I use a lot of toys. So the smokestacks in the distance there are Nerf gun barrels, the um, two connecting bridges between the two large factions there are um, the bottom side of 
uh, ATST walkers from the new Star oh, Wars toys. There you Jeez. go. Uh, Nomad Shuttle there is on top of a uh, Halo Legos um, suitcase that came with some kit. And that's actually a Star Wars Jedi Starfighter flipped over. But once you flip it over, it looks like something completely different. The tower uh, is an old uh, like Duplo toy that just has like bits added onto it. Like th- there's a lot that can be done with toys and Nerf guns taken apart and repositioned. Um, the Blade Runner blimp is actually Aristea um, as Aristea cards, like the cards that came in the special edition. Mm. Uh, in Dollar Tree postcard frames. And then the blimp itself oh. is a giant plastic Easter egg. Oh, funny. <laughs> of course it is. Basket. And right. then it has Gundam wings on it and uh, just custom-built little shelf on the, or a uh, custom-built gondola below. So you can do a lot with just toys and boxes. Um, once you flip things over or take them out of their context and recolor them, Sure. Or even just do something to break up the profile, it completely changes what it looks like. Like those produce boxes, once you have them over, you know, they look like a produce box. But when you put something on top of it, suddenly the eye is not seeing that anymore. Once you have mm-hmm. matching colors, you start your brain starts connecting and saying, okay, that's not a rectangle. That's a couple of rectangles on top of each other. So, yeah, um, Goodwill is a great option. Free boxes usually right at summer vacation or right after Christmas when parents are getting rid of old toys. You can get lots of crap. Star Wars keeps churning out so much useful junk. (laughs) Half the junkyard table is Star Wars fighters cut up or Nerf guns cut up. Jeez, yeah, no, it looks, it looks, it looks fantastic, man. Like this is, uh, as as Remdog pointed out, like this is why we don't play War Machine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, man. Speaking of uh, things that we do play, Dan, why don't you tell us about this yeah. game that you played? Saga. Um, what is Saga? this business? I never thought I would be the kind of person who plays a historical game. But is, is historical tongue-in-cheek here? It, it, it's historical-ish. Okay, West. all right, all right, say no more. Um, yeah, I started playing Saga late last year. I expanded into Saga Crusades because I really liked the idea of playing Saracens because you could just do some really beautiful color schemes, lots of horses. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the last person game that I played. Uh, it actually was played with masks outdoors and distancing between our turns. <laughs> so only one person at the table. Um, Saga's really a fantastic rule set it's similar to infinity where you generate dice at the beginning of the turn one per unit and then Mm -hmm. you can use those dice to move your units or to load up your abilities um your abilities stay between rounds and all that's public information so it has this war machine war machine-esque um angle to it where it's like i have all these dirty tricks but you know exactly what they are and you have all these dirty tricks but i know what they are so i have to like bait you into using something before i use my thing I see, um, I see. So this yeah. is from a game of me. Uh, in this case, we're playing Cross Era, which is not how it's playtested, but you can do it anyway. So this is some Last Romans, kind of like late era Fall of Rome versus Saracens. Um, and you know how when you use a new faction for the first time and it just feels like coming home and you just have this like sure, perfect sure. natural feeling of how you're supposed to do things? That wasn't this game. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> So I started out kind of denied flank, 
set everything out and then use my mobility with all my horses to run around to the side. And then I tried to go around and pepper his guys with arrows. I did a Rambo sort of thing like you would in Infinity. It took out some of his cheerleaders in the back. My first turn was great. And then after that, I was just like, had no idea what I was doing and got oh, slowly no. taken apart by uh, mercenaries that were very similar to my own horsemen. So mm. the last Romans have a lot of reaction abilities where they get to determine where you shoot or where you charge. And Saracens are built entirely around kind of running circles around you, shooting you with arrows and charging specific units and scalping things. Oh, I so see. those two things didn't work well. And me not quite having the tempo of when to move and when to shoot sure. meant that I basically just went downhill from turn one. Yeah. But it was really fun to move a bunch of horses around. And uh, Saga remains a great game. They also have Saga Age of Magic, which is a fantasy version that's really great, too. So it's worth looking up and cheap, too, which helps. Did you get any, you know, any games kind of, in? We actually, uh, John, you you might remember that. We're actually, were you there that year for Adepticon? I was, yeah. Oh, we, we were at Adepticon, yeah. and we were walked through the saga thing. And we were like, oh, man, if nothing else, these guys look like they're having a good time. Maybe we should look at this game in more detail. But, uh, but more importantly, were the saga cosplayers. Right. <laughs> yeah. People in... That's interesting. Like yeah, so period was, clothing. Uh, Schomburg, Illinois, clad in like furs with uh, shields and axes. Why not? And as far I as think, I can tell, nothing else. If you're gonna do it, that's the place to do it. <laughs> one to one scale modeling. Yeah, you can there you can you hang out with all the people in Space Marine armor or Sisters of Battle armor. They exactly. Yep. I mean, I did dress up as a lion Cossack one Halloween. You may remember. Oh. I came with my came with my printed out camo token held over my face. Yep. So. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, that's one thing I'm really bummed about. Uh, we didn't get to do this year. Like the Rose City Raid was the uh, costume contest. I know. I'm so I want, ready for I that. wanted to see uh, Adam in Japanese streetwear. Well, I was going to dress as an Oyori pilot. Oh, that would have been better. <laughs> <laughs> I might try to do a Spectre next year. We'll see. Ooh. Or a Zero, one of the Nomad infiltrators. Yeah, there you go. I've got a cool mask for it, so... That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Get get a, a proper a helmet 3D printed out. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to see there's somebody doing a um, oh my god, what is the 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 correct nomad unit, the only good one. The correct nomad unit, the only good uh, brand. Brand? On it. No, the only good thing in all of nomads is the HMT intruder and the extra burst and oh the Kriza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Kreeza, the only thing <laughs> the that correct wins games nomad unit. I was like, what are yeah. you talking about? They're, so They're all correct. <laughs> No, it's 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 the only correct one, right? Like, according according to certain people, yes. I see. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw somebody who's making. I think they're making a one-to-one full Kreeza outfit. Oh my gosh! Um, they're starting right. with the helmet, though. That looks pretty rad. That's that's an it's, endeavor. That's I, guess, I guess if you have a 3D printer, you need things to print. I guess so. <laughs> Dan, time to print Adam and Oyori pilot costume. It won't take very much of your uh, your uh, 3D printer spool. <laughs> just, just put it that way. Oh man, yeah, no, no I won't. I won't dress as that. Are you Are you sure? <laughs> I was. You've got to be all excited now. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Did you get any games in that? <laughs> so yeah, I did get. I did get one game of Blood Bowl, and I got. Probably I didn't have any pictures of it because I didn't think to take pictures of my game of Blood Bowl because I don't. Why would I do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like I have a you know a blog or a podcast or anything that 
I watched it as documentation of. Um, but it was probably the bloodiest game of Blood Bowl I have ever had. Yeah. What so happened? At its peak, between our two teams, there were 15 guys out. Oh, goodness. Including KOs. Um, at one point in time, I had Obi down to three elves left on the pitch. Um, it was. Did anybody die? Was, uh, so, my, my very first block of the game was a goblin who killed an elf. <laughs> That's the way to do it. There it is. That was. All right, that was, uh, what was it? Yeah, exactly. Like, he's done. He's already the star player for the team now. Oh my god, that's um, a lot of skulls! <laughs> Holy crap! One, two, oh god, three, are you looking four, over the five, dice stats? Yeah, there you go. Oh. Six, six. Oh. oh, that's brutal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so how many like actual casualties? I think there was eleven total actual casualties. I mean, I mean, if yeah. I look, look at this injury rolls. Look at this. Look at all these tens, elevens, and twelves. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> there you go. That sums it up perfectly. That was the game. We had we had a full team of guys in the injury box. <laughs> well, hey, it's Blood Bowl. Gotta live up to the name. It, and it was. And after all of that, I still couldn't get away. <laughs> Goodness. Obi definitely um he definitely got some some elfy bullshit to help him win the game. But yeah, if you look at like the total injuries after the game, I've got a guy with a Broken, suffered a broken hip, negative, you know, missing a game. Um, then another guy missing a game, and then I've got killed one of Obi's guys, and three more of his guys missed his next game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's gonna be brutal. Oh my gosh! It was. That's it brutal. was. I mean, like, uh, I think we we're both both equally as frustrated, but clearly Obi got the short end of that one with four or three guys missing the next game, yeah. and one guy just dead. <laughs> But hey, I mean, journeyman elves are still better than goblins, so... That's true, and I don't think... I think everyone I killed wasn't skilled up. Or at least not uh, not enough to, to really matter. Yeah, Jeremy, don't get into guild ball. It's been it's been discontinued, right? Yeah, guild ball is, is dead. It's dead. Um, uh, if, you want, I mean, if you want into our Blood Bowl thing, talk to us out, off, out of band, and we'll, we'll sort that out. Let's totally get you started. It's yep. a ton of fun. No more guild ball. Yep. Speaking, so. speaking of Blood Bowl, I had my own Blood Bowl games. Uh, first, I played Nate, and uh, long story short, he out-roboted me, so I lost. Um, <laughs> basically, he just he just played better, is the long and the short of it. Um, then, I, <laughs> then I played Pete Setchell, uh, and then this was the initial setup. This was like turn, turn one of the whole game. Uh, his zombie in the middle got hit by a rock. And then, the, and then he was like, "Well, I guess I'm. At least it was. At least the you know it wasn't a mummy that got killed, right? So then, right. This is this is the this is the key part here. So he set up his, his zombie and a mummy on the on the line of scrimmage here, and both of these guys are both my blitzer and my rat ogre are frenzy. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so step one was frenzy this guy and kill him, yep. or or knock him out. Okay. Right? Okay. And then step two was so there he is. He's, he's a big blood splotch now. Then step two was block this mummy off the pitch and kill him. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, like, killed, like killed? straight to dead. Did he <laughs> or anything? Uh, he he didn't regenerate. Just straight to dead. Just failed oh, armor, uh, failed regen, <laughs> dead. Like the oh. first two moves of the game, just dead. And I was like, well, that just happened. And like I I I mean like. I, it did cost me a reroll. I rolled a skull, and then I turned a skull into a push. Hey, it's Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Um, 
Yeah. So that was that was the auspicious start to the game. And you can sort of see that he like managed to kick the ball all the way onto my side of the field. But then because I'm Skaven and can do Skaven bullshit. Um, <laughs> Is yeah. that the first that Pete has like had a guy killed ever? I don't know. <laughs> it's certainly the only time I can think of where he got like an important piece killed. I'm but not he's sure. Only ever played What's on dead. I feel like he regens every damn time. Is that like 140,000 or something? Like they're expensive too, right? It's it's a, it's a fair amount. It's not but cheap. It's not cheap. Yeah. But then I did some scaven bullshit and did that. Oh, scaveny bullshit. Pretty much. I mean, not much to say about that. <laughs> you can you can get so fast. Uh fans is while 110 for a flesh column. Um 110. Great. I was checking this. So. Yeah, like now that I have I got a runner. Woo, one. Um, they're so dumb they're broken but my good runner has sure feet yeah and and leap so he's he is if i am within 11 squares of the end zone he is probably scoring a point Mm -hmm. and you get four of those jerks i do and three of them have leap it's fantastic (laughs) i i can't three of them have leap i can't say how much i love it because it's it's just too good why every game starts with the blitzers punching them as much as possible for me (laughs) oh my god yes yeah, I mean, but that's that's why, you know, this is my setup, right? Like, that's not happening. Yeah. You're not getting through there. So, yep. Leave leave my gutter runners alone. I didn't <laughs> do anything to you. Anyway, shall we get on to what we actually came here to talk about? Oh, yeah, that might be a uh, that might be a good idea. So now that we have gone over everything that's happened in the last week, let's talk about some of these new rules we're seeing. Yeah, let's do it. Um not a whole lot of surprising new stuff, right? So let's talk about um, let's talk about uh, Specfire, right? It's basically yep, yep. the same. No real surprise so, there. Right. One thing that I did hear a little bit different about Specfire. So in this instance, you're actually looking at a BS attack, not a Specfire. Um, no, this is a Specfire. Still... Mm, don't think so. It says Speculative Fire on the thing. It, it has the Speculative Fire trait on the weapon. Yes. Half a moment. Back but the center of the blast is still um, where the blast comes from. So you see the guy behind the box is protected, just like normal. Um, you see the little line drawn at the angle. But the important thing that this picture doesn't show, but there is a picture which does show. Oh, no, that's the one you're showing. I'm sorry. It's different in your notes. Yes. Yeah, you now measure to the center of the blast instead of right. to the uh, target. Right. Sorry, I I, uh, I called an audible and I'm not using the iPad for this because it's all flickery. Um, okay. Because that's the only way to get it to not lag. So I apologize that the iPad is flickery, but I'm 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 using an alternative view now and the images look kind of the same. So there you go. It's uh it's not uh this is this is what happens when you don't edit things. <laughs> it's it's gonna be in there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, Specfire works the same. Yep. They're not going to be surprised. Uh, a few things that are slightly different is that I believe you measure to the center of the template now, not to the closest dude or the targeted dude. So yeah. a little bit. So it means you get a few less inches, effectively. Yeah. Well, it means you get a or because yeah, if you measure more. to the dude and then you place the template touching the dude, then oh, yeah, that yeah, nets yeah. you a few more inches. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. I mean, it depends. Well, you can you can game it either way. I guess, yeah, you could, depending on which side of the building he's on. Yeah, I mean, like, in, in this case, you can't really, because if you put it on top of the building, he's not going to get hit. Yeah. Right, because uh, I believe this is the image you were talking about, Adam, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, so that was, the, uh, 
that I actually think it's kind of a, a big deal of a change though because um, before it was kind of pretty easy to get that extra couple inches for free, and it was super unintuitive to explain to people. Mm-hmm. They're like, "No, I'm not measuring range to the center of the blast. I'm measuring the range to my target, and the blast does not even need to be centered on him." Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, yeah. There are times I've had to explain that when I go to like Adepticon or something. Mm-hmm. Be like, "No, no, no, I'm doing this right. I promise. I'm not a jerk. The yeah. rule is just stupid." Now it's fixed. Hooray! Um, yep. This I also love this this picture too, um, yeah. which shows a circular impact template occupying a three dimensional volume. Um, yes. The radius it's a sphere, the radius of which is the radius of the template. Um, shadow zones work like ray tracing from the center point of the template. Um, templates snap to the surface that they land on, right? Um, so yeah, there's no important. air. There's no air bursting. That's that's relevant. Um, so I think this is all good, right? Like the, basically what, what the picture is showing for those of you who are on uh, the podcast and cannot look at your phone to take advantage of the podcast chapters, it's basically a Dadarazi throwing a grenade at uh, three fusiliers, one of which is prone behind a box and therefore is safe from the explosion. Um, so nothing particularly different about uh, what it was like in N3. It just is better explained and clearer now especially with the visual. Yeah, snapping to the surface, it fixes so many stupid things. Yeah, it really does. Uh, and it yeah. is, and the ray tracing explicitly spelled out is also pretty yeah. important. Um, and then, of course, we have the change to plasma, which makes me really excited. <laughs> so, yeah, this this uh, makes both of us think that they're getting rid of the, the teardrop impact template mm-hmm. entirely. Um, yeah. And I think that's a good thing, because... The, <laughs> It's such a, it's such a fidgety thing to try to measure the angle up that I shot you from, yeah. and it's going up to catch the guy on the roof. Like, just use teardrop templates when it's easy. So right. the rest of the it's, time, use. It's the, sad the to see it gone, but it it was legit the hardest thing to explain to anybody playing Infinity. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I I am not. I'm sad that my tool is missing, but I am happy as a warcore because now I don't have to explain it. Because it was very Can complicated. I, hmm? I am happy as a combined player. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, I am also a combined player now, so I am also right. happy. <laughs> but but uh, well, my one my one foray with plasma was very disappointing. Um, but I'm sure I will get many uh, fond memories of it in the future. Uh, a few things yeah, of note. I'm just, um, I'm just the, remembering, like shooting a guy. I've got my plasma carbine, and I'm shooting at your dude standing behind a wall. And there's somebody prone on the ground behind him. What angle do I shoot up from the top of my silhouette to right. the bottom of your visible silhouette so that the blast spreads downward in a cone to catch mm-hmm. the guy on the ground? Like, can I say I'm very glad that that is gone? Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. we actually had a huge amount of arguments back in N2 days about this when it wasn't very explicitly spelled out. We had all kinds of like weird pool shots going on with shotguns. It was not a good time. But I'm glad that's over now. Make that carbine like you do not want to be next to anybody if there's a plasma carbine around. Yeah, yeah. Don't bunch up. This will this will force you to exercise discipline in placement. Um, It's just it's just a different uh, type of template formation that you want to avoid. Um, For those of you on the podcast, again, basically what we're looking at is a unidron shooting a plasma carbine at uh, a group of fusiliers, Um, and basically there's two shots. Um, one of them is he's taking a shot against a standing fusilier and the, fus- uh, and it's behind, the fusilier is behind a wall. There's a prone fusilier next to the standing one and it's also getting hit because, again, the template snaps to the ground. 
So that Fusilier yep. gets hurt. Uh, and there's another Fusilier in the open who's getting shot. And next to that Fusilier is a friendly unit who's also caught in the blast. And in that case, that template is canceled entirely because it touches a friendly model. So you right. don't presumably don't get to know how big the template is until you declare the shot, right? That would be how this would work, I would imagine. Um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you place the template, you're like, ah, oh, balls, I clipped my guy, and uh, I guess nothing happens. Um, and it looks like there's a bunch of dice next to all the, the models that are taking part in this interchange. Um, so it looks like it will behave similarly to direct templates now where you face-to-face -face the template as a you know, like supposed yeah. to having like roll once per model that's affected by the template, which is which is fine, and for some reason is easier to explain with round templates instead of teardrop templates. I don't know, but I, I think probably part of it is that um, the teardrop template gets more confusing because oftentimes the person behind the template cannot see the template shooter. So yeah, maybe that's that's part of the reason why it's confusing. I don't know, but. Um, and just a little thing, I like, too, that they took the extra step of making the friendly unit drawn, who is thus canceling the template, unconscious. Mm -hmm. So they're just making it very clear that like, even if your guys are unconscious, mm -hmm. you can't shoot them. Yeah, the other interesting thing here that, that uh, I don't know if you noticed, I think you kind of touched on really quickly, though, John, is the, so our unit drawn has rolled, you know, presumably a number, you know, he's rolled a number, right? Right. And we're comparing it, we're comparing the one dice roll very clearly to the one dice from the Fusilier doing the BS attack, the one dice from the Fusilier dodging, mm -hmm. and then the the other Fusilier who was caught in the blast that hits the friendly guy is getting a normal roll. Right. Like, I think that that's, that's laid out pretty well this mm -hmm. time. Oh, they've done a fantastic job. They've done a great job just with, like, I mean, it's. I, I think. I think they just up their their design game, right? I mean, like, look at that unconscious yeah, token. Yeah. There's a built-in prone token on top of it. Right. Yep. Yep. Just like great. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's just like great, like little little optimizations. They didn't have to do it. Uh, it would have been fine, um, but I'm glad they did. Everything's just clearer and better. Fantastic work. The one thing that is a little confusing though is the way smoke works. Um, and wait, it's confusing now. Yeah. So, <laughs> so well, I, I mean, it works the same as it does now, which is confusing. Right. So smoke it's templates. It's yeah. Smoke templates are are different than other circular templates in the game. So they are unique snowflake, right, in that they form a infinitely tall column that ray traces from the surface and not the center point. Yeah, yeah. And it's infinitely tall but not infinitely deep, which is a big change too. So if you throw up at a second floor, you can't have it come down to the floor below. Right. Right, it doesn't spread out from that surface and then go straight down. Right. So if we look at this this model of uh, Jujak standing on a little balcony thing, um, he cannot claim smoke at all, even if he's on the edge of the balcony. Is basically what it boils down to. So if there's a Jujak standing over a smoke cloud, and he is not in smoke because he's being uh, the smoke cloud is being obs is obstructed by the balcony. Um, there was some question during the Twitch stream where this was announced whether or not. Um, the Jujak would get to claim smoke if he leaned out as part of an order. But mm. the question is, is lean out still a thing? So we yeah, don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. We don't know. It's an, it's an excellent question. <clears throat> I would be okay with them getting rid of it for the sake of teaching noobs how to play the game. And he'll still get it most of the time because most of the time he's going to be firing through it. Right. Like it, it's going to be pretty hard to get an angle where you're not shooting at smoke with this graphic. But 
I think the more important thing of just saying, if you're like directly above the Jujack in this case, you could shoot him and he would be out of smoke. Yeah, yeah. No, it's cool. It's I'm glad that it's it's again drawn very explicitly. Should solve lots of arguments. Okay, so here's the John. I think you're muted. Um, now, now on to the uh, the big the big one. The most controversial change. That's pretty damn sure. Yeah, which so is funny. Tactical window is now the default. Yay! I'm pleased. Yeah. A lot of people it's are not. Sad because like the idea of that like twenty order lists or thirty order list is fun, but that kind of skew just has resulted. I don't have negative play experiences with Infinity very much. I did early on because when you encounter a new thing in Infinity, it completely destroys you the first time. Mm-hmm. Right. The first right. time you get HD or AD or whatever. But I never, still now, I never know what to do when I see a 25 order Ariadna list coming at me. Sure. I, it's unpleasant. You have to build specially for it. So. I guess I never, it ha- like it happens and you, you, you figure it out, right? Like you you have to decide, you have to play to the mission. Mm-hmm. You have to figure out what pieces are key in their list and play to it. Like it was never something that really bothered me. Like greater than, but the number of times I played against somebody that greater than 20 was almost zero. Um, well, but I think the biggest thing is that it slows the game down. Yeah. What are you going to say, John? I, I, think, I think basically we just need to remember that uh, most tournaments are t- capped at 20, period, anyway, right? Right, right. So it's, it's extremely rare for, for us to see something that's outside of that anyway. Uh, and now all we're doing is just bringing it down to 15. So there's that. Um, and, and so really, I guess, I guess it's, a, it's, a, it's a discussion between six, uh, 16 plus and 15 and under, right? That's, that's, that's the real the difference here. Because, I mean, like, we'll occasionally see a 30-point, like a 30-order... Um, list like I, I faced one at uh, Rain Dogs Rampage once, which was like just Gakis and Predas, and it was a hell of a lot of fun to play against. Um, right, right, but but I mean that's uh, like yeah. PVM One K is talking about like he's an Ariadna player and sees it as you know as only good for the game. Sure, like, I think that's the thing. Like it by the res- restrictions get, make people creative. Like that's something that I I've discovered. You know, my entire career as a designer is like the more restrictions I have, the more creative I am with my problem solving. Mm-hmm. Right when it's totally unrestricted and the in the the quote correct thing to do is to have twenty five orders. And guess what? Like I'm gonna have twenty five orders. Like there's no there's not a lot of thinking that goes into that. I'm gonna have like six you know six volunteers of chain rifles and light shotguns because that's the cheapest way to get regular orders. Sure, and they're damn good. A bunch of Galwegians and like it, it's boring. And when you start having these um, these limitations that kind of put you in a position where you have to start using some more expensive pieces, then you're gonna start using those powerful pieces that you and I have been advocating for for as long as I can remember, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and you might start seeing like the single Karakuri, which you and I both freaking love. Yeah. But everyone poo poos on Karakuri because they're not, you know, they're they're not super OP and they're Harris Link. Yeah, I think I think there's there's well there's a couple of fallacies here, right? The first is that like. Like you said, if something is linkable in a sectorial, that doesn't necessarily mean you should, right? Because like, triple Karakuri mm-hmm. is like, what do, what do you need that for? Like, one is already beefcake enough. You need another one, uh, much less two more, right? Like, what's the point? Um, so there's that. The other thing is that when you have such a high order count, usually there's a couple of archetypes for this. One, 
Like, let's take a look at ISS. ISS is a very uh, good example of this, I would say, right? Because you can take eight Quangxi, um, and then you can basically have all your cake and eat it too. You can have a whole Wu Ming link and then 20 orders, right? That's possible. Um, yeah. I've, se I've seen Pete do it, right? Um, right. So, so you can, like, there's a couple ways to do it. Like, one is like you take one enormous thing, right? Like, you, like, uh, you, you take like a, a tag and then like a bunch of, like, and then 19 other orders or something like that, right? Or like maybe a Sujan and 19 other orders. Um, so, if the Sujan dies and you're a specialist, die, you lose the game and you're like, oh, well, all right, fine. Or you can take something that's yeah. like, you know, maybe 18 orders and a bunch of like all rounders, which is the way I play high order lists because it makes sense to me. Um, and I think part of it is that it, it makes it's an it's an easier mental lift to play a harder list because there's a there's there's a very easy understanding of what happened, right? Because if you right. lose your if you lose your specialist, you lose your Sujan, you lose your big attacky piece or a Rambo thing, you're like, oh, okay, well I I lost the thing, that's why I lost. That makes sense. Uh, or and then and then if you win, you're like, oh, I won because I had I had the deep reserves and order pool to to just fixed the problem that I had on turn three because I just had eight remaining orders after shuffling them around with command tokens, right? So it's, it, 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 it's almost higher, like almost variance, like uh, resistant, right? Like you can, you can um, make more stakes and like it's more forgiving. Um, and, you know, I, I don't want to say it's easier to play, but uh, it's, it's certainly uh, easier to intuitively understand what's going on in the list than maybe some of the lists that you might see that are just like full of, sort of toolkit profiles that maybe seem unoptimized to some folks, right? Like we've been advocating for. Um, right. So I, I, I think, I think I'm excited to see what happens. And I, uh, I, uh, one of the, one of the things I look forward to is the endless discussions over 10 versus five or eight versus seven, like eight, 10 and yeah, five and eight and, and seven. I, I think it is going to change that because like, yeah, a lot of people right now are doing like 10 or like 18. Right. I feel like yeah. I see that a lot, mm -hmm. but like now it's going to be, if they push it to 15. So like if you have 10 guys, your average point per guy is 30 points, right? At a 300 point game. Right. If you have 18 guys, you're looking at like 15 points a guy, but right at this spot, you're looking at that like 20 point ish average points per guy, which is where all the really interesting profiles are mm -hmm. is the like 20, 25 point area. Well, and and how boring was it when like you start to make a new list for some faction? You're like, okay, well, here's a bunch of you know the five point or the you know baggage bots. Here's a bunch of the flash walls bots. Yeah. Okay, what do I do next? You know, like the first thing you do in any combined army list is you add all the imatrons and icadrons right. until you're ready to start adding the real thing. You know, and like the fact that the the imatron and icadron blister pack was their number one selling blister pack for like three years in a row is not because those models are absolutely gorgeous. It's because of an issue with the gameplay. Yeah. Um, and you could still do that now. You could do your Imatron, Icadron, and Fracta five-member group sure. at, like, 60 points and then have a great group one. But yep. it's not going to be the... It's not going to be the main meta, probably. And I mean, no, honestly, yeah. you can you can still play your... Your uh, what is it? Uh, free play mode, or as uh, Adam likes yeah, to call it, unlimited play. insertion. Yes. <laughs> so unlimited. you heard it here, folks. Unlimited insertion is the official name. I I've been pushing it since the live stream. I'm, I'm it's gonna stick. <laughs> but no, seriously, like that's the that's the thing, right? Like this is a way to play that was already in the game, mm -hmm. and it is still in the game 
to play the way you played before? Um, this is a related question, but speculation. In Code 1, we saw Fugazis and 8-point bots lose Flash Pulse. Mm-hmm. Is that going to carry over to N4? We don't know. Like I a think... point reduction and then no Flash Pulse? Because, I mean, there was no Flash Pulse I... in all of... I I vaguely hope so, because right now at an eight point with Flash Pulse and Whip 13 and Mimetism, like they're just they're really good ARO pieces. Like I can't justify not bringing them. Right. But if they were five points and all they were is a repeater with a Paracos combat weapon, suddenly it's like, okay, I bring them if I'm bringing hackers. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question, right? Like, it's it's supposed to be a messenger bot, right? Like right. in the fluff, like it's not supposed to be a area denial, like security remote to keep people from from walking up a zone. Or it's like a hacking area denial. Yeah. Well, hacking yeah. is super strong now. I think it's changed a lot. I mean, we've heard some yeah. rumors and stuff, which we won't repeat here. But if they're true, there's a significant amount of change coming. So that will be really oh interesting to see what happens. Um, but yeah, like I could see them getting rid of like the more I think about it, like at first I, I wanted to throw up in my mouth, mouth because you even mentioned that, uh, Dan, but I, I love them, but maybe we could do without them. Man, that would, you'd actually just, have to make two special like, ones. <laughs> you'd actually have to have like guns out for ARO. I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, we were talking about, uh, Michael DeLabra, right? And he was, uh, he's, he's a pr- big proponent of triple flash ball spot after Ver- out of Varuna. And then you, you layer defense yeah. with them and, 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 uh, what, uh, helots and then jammers. And then of course the Kamala Masar, right? So that's a pretty impenetrable defense and it's cheap enough that you can just do that and have your other tools too. Um, and that's not really applicable anymore because he, he, I think he was sitting around like 17, 18 orders and in his typical Varun right. list, and that's not really uh, available to him anymore. So, I mean, it, it is going to change people's lists, especially because, uh, like, there is a legitimate criticism here, which is that um, if you played 16 up orders all the time, like some people did, and this changes here now, and most tournaments are going to stick with the default, you can't really realistically practice the 16 up orders and expect to have the same experience when you get to a tournament. So true. true. You know, all, all of our statements about saying like, Oh, well it's still in the game. You can still play the, the way you want to play. That's true for casual games. But if you want to do tournament prep for the default tournament, yeah. so little things yeah. are different now. So things have changed. People will have to adapt and that's uncomfortable. You know, we just need to recognize that. But I, I, I think, I think that's uh in spite of the discomfort, we're we're going to be in a better better place, not just in terms of play speed and and um, and uh, uh, like negative play experience. You know, addressing those two issues, it will also let you encourage you to try profiles you might not have tried before, and you may be pleasantly surprised. So I, I think I think we we're also... in a, in a, a age of of really um, exploring and enjoying you know Infinity and all the all the various uh, complexity it offers. Sorry, you were saying. We also did this before. When ten order lists got the no denial, um, no the, no command token, right? Um, right. Suddenly, an explosion of ten order lists, mm-hmm. and it caused people to rethink the game. So we already kind of adjusted to the idea of different combat groups because there was no reason to be a ten order list unless you had to before. Now there's some incentive to do so, especially with some of the heavy HI groups, um, yeah, like Imperial yeah. or, or uh, Invincible Army. 
mm-hmm. that have just so much order efficiency. You can not take the penalty for having less guys and you can get all the benefits. So, so my I, question is, do you think this is going to result in lists basically either being 15 or 10? No, I, I mean, what we saw 13 and 14 order lists all the time, even before this. So, I mean, like you've run so, a bunch of 14 order lists out of your, um, your, uh, Drews, right? Right. 14 is pretty common for me. I guess, I guess are we, are we going to see 11 and 12? I don't, I, I think, I think 11 and 12 are, are, are just a bad idea, period. Because I mean, the, the, the um, like the trade off is like, okay, so you have 12 orders. Do you do a 10 and two split? Or do you do a six and a six split? I mean, six is pretty low. Seven and eight is more reasonable. I know it's like, you know, not that it doesn't sound like a big difference, but it is, especially if you have like mm-hmm. 80 in deployment. Um, so I, I, I do think that um, I, 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 don't, I don't think it's going to change that much. I can see 10 and two if you're just doing something like you're actually doing a 10 order list, but you have points left over. So, you know, you put the IRO pieces in the two. The idea that That's, like. I, I guess. Well, even like seven, like think about, the, think about like seven and five, John. Think about seven and five if you have counterintelligence. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, well, I mean, so I am a huge proponent of eight seven out of fifteen. I think that's really really good. Um, having sure. done it a bunch, um, I really enjoyed it uh, in the tactical tournaments, tactical window tournaments I've been to. Um, but yeah, seven seven five is a reasonable split if you're careful about your list composition. Um, yeah, you'd have to. I think it really encourages you to try things you might not have considered before, like taking a lot of bikes out of JSA. I know people don't like that because it's scary, and I don't know. It's not clear what's going on with Impetuous anymore. Um, from the things we've heard from the Twitch stream, it sounds like Impetuous is going to be just impetuous, like extreme Impetuous now. It's not going to be regular yep. Impetuous. Um, and, but they have changed the ruling and I, I, as far as I can tell, judging by like, it was a confusing interaction between Hello East and Bostria, but what I've been able right. to piece together is that impetuous now works as follows. If there is an enemy model in your zone of control, you have to go directly towards the enemy's mo- enemy model, shortest path. Uh, if there's no enemy model in your zone of control, then you're obligated to just go straight at the enemy's deployment zone, which like in a straight line, however applicable that is. Um, so there's that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, bikes are a little scary now because you may have up to an 8-inch move that you don't really get to control. Uh, Obi does point out that um, they don't have a negative mod, maybe, for dodging. For dodge. based on the They don't have, like, dodge equals 10 yeah, or whatever anymore. Right, so maybe that's just gone, which makes me happy because I, I hate getting Crochet Rider grenaded by a Squallow. So there's that. Um <laughs> Well, they all, that would also mean that they don't have. Um, well, they they all have some level of kinematica, mm-hmm. so like move dodge with a bike is maybe not a terrible thing in the world to do anymore. Yeah, true. I mean, I it's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's hard to tell. I I, I think um, you know, as somebody who never really pushed sixteen orders, this is this is this is completely irrelevant to me, right? I'm like, okay, this makes sense. It's fine. I don't I don't really see a problem. For those of those of us who uh, who regularly sat at sixteen plus. I mean, this is a change for you. It's going to be tough. Um, it's going to be a new way to play, and you know, all I can say is like, yeah, let's let's uh, figure it out together. How we can how we can get you into the the new normal in a way that makes you feel comfortable. It'll take a little a little while and a couple games to figure it all out. If I can throw one last thing on there, 
I, th I think they're planning for this too, because if you look at a lot of the new profiles coming sure. out, they're a little more expensive. Um, in Assassins in particular, we see what looks like two new expensive profiles coming in. I think they're kind of planning for people who are used to the idea of like, I have all these cheap profiles to sure. have a couple of more, you know, stake profiles to pick up to make that 15 orders work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to help. Um, I guess I, I do want yeah, build, building on that, uh, your earlier point about taking a 10-2 split and the two being like, you know, some sort of ARO piece, that's very reasonable if you're very confident in the, your ability to go second, which is not always guaranteed, right? Um, yeah. And I feel like if you're just, if you just have those two, if you if they're not in a position to spend orders, that's kind of two wasted orders. Yeah. Well, so and, so I'll I mean, often put a mine layer in that group. Maybe, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Mines. So it's like, okay, so I have these two orders and it's going to be the shrouded mine layer. He's got two orders, so he's going to spend one order to move over, drop a mine, and then recamel with the other order. Yeah. Something like and that then, would be bad. You know, command token into the main group when things go bad. It's, I like eight and five a little better. That's what I ended up going with with my Shazvasti. Um, but it's not, it's not terrible. It's not. I, I, yeah. I guess I guess I'm yeah. I'm very anxious about that because if I'm going to play that I'm going to do the work to try to prune it down to a ten order list because when I play limited insertion I generally try to avoid at all costs the dedicated ARO piece because yeah. I think that's right. a mistake in limited insertion because every order counts and you never want to give your opponent the ability to take out one of your orders if you can avoid it so I I tend to factor I tend to prioritize things like mine layers. Morans, anything that's like passive area control that doesn't force me to make a roll and potentially die, I'm all about that. But um, I mean, that's like, you know, it's it's like everything else in this game. It's a playstyle difference. And honestly, that's one of the nice things about this game is that if you want to play at 16, it works. Or 16 up, it works. If you want to play at 15 under, it works too. If you want to play with like no terrain, it works. If you want to play with tons of terrain, it works. I mean, it's a very flexible, robust game system, um, which is why I think we love it so much. Yeah. So speaking of things that we love so much. Yeah. Should we uh, talk about Cosmoflot? Let's do it. <laughs> oh my god. I'm just I am glad that there is basically zero crossover here from US Ariadna, otherwise I would be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like my my wallet is keeping me from this, but holy crap. So yep. Cosmoplot, uh, for the uninitiated are Ariadna in space. Um, Ariadna finally into space. Holy cow. I love the... I, I, okay, I really like the idea of Ariadna in space. I always have. Like, mm -hmm. they're going to have some level of space technology, and it's going to suck compared to, like, nomads. <laughs> you know, sure. Full-time space-born. Like, yep. they're going to be... They're going to be combat astronauts. Yeah, you can't, you can't out-belter the belters. Space Force. Yeah. Yep. Space Force, exactly. Um, so, yeah, here we are. This is the, the list of units they have available. Um, the first thing on there are the, the Rokots, which are probably their light infantry, maybe a medium infantry, like a grunt equivalent, but it's their, their basic guy. It's not availability total for some reason, um, just five, but total is, uh, possibly a less important thing with the new rules anyways. Um, we don't know much here. about them. I mean, they've got a pair of crossed wrenches on their logo, so that makes me think they're all engineers, which as an engineer myself, I approve of, but. One hundred percent. Yeah, uh, I uh, I think what it is is that they use space spanners. 
Space you banners. Are. Maybe they have DC, <laughs> DACCWs. Maybe that's what differentiates Dang. them from other other uh, line infantry in Ariadna. Yeah, I, I imagine they're going to be boring. Like I, I, I'm just going to say yeah. right now, PH 11 or 12, BS 11, like 10-something points. Eh, it's fine. Don't care. I mean, how are they going to differentiate them from the other Ariadna? I don't think models? they are. That's- I mean, Ariadna, okay. out of all the other, like, if you look at every other faction in Infinity, I feel like Ariadna is the worst defender when it comes to what I'm about to say, which is that yeah. U.S. Ariadna is the same as Caledonia, is the same as TAC. Like, they're all just, like, different Green Army men, right? I mean, like, obviously there's differences, <laughs> but, like, all the, all, the limit, all, all, the, all the line infantry are basically the same, plus or minus I mean, a stat here and there, right? There's not much a difference. Grunt, a grunt and a metro and a line Kazakh and a and a uh, uh, volunteer are very different animals. Yeah, because the grunt has armor three. The grunt, the grunt has, has armor, armor three. <laughs> infiltrating. And the line Cossacks have some very solid dudes who are going to be joining them. The metros well, are metros. But that's like, in context, though, right? Support. Like, out of context, I, I would say, like, it's all just green army men, right? There's, like, they all just have guns, right? I, I mean, it's, I guess it's the same I'm for sure other I'm stuff. Uh, I'm sure we'll come back to this. But I've been trying to get a feel for what Cosmoflot is, mm-hmm. and I think until we know what the rockets are, it's going to be hard to really know how the sectorial plays. I mean, but like, okay, I, 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 I would disagree with that. Like, yeah. if if rockets didn't exist, and if they, if I like cross this out and rockets were gone out of this list, I would still play the sectorial. Right? Oh yeah, it looks fantastic, but um, I just yeah, so I don't know if we're like. So if rockets are ten point dude that you can throw some people in the link with them. Okay, then we have something that looks somewhat like Tartary. Mm-hmm. What if they're like 20-point-ish dude, like expensive for Ariadna? Well, that'd be interesting. Be a different that flavor. would be interesting, yeah. I, I seriously but doubt that's all, the case, but maybe. Can we all agree what they really what we really want them to be is a grunt with super jump? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they were a grunt with super jump, I would... I would that would completely change this uh, this sectoral for me, for sure. <laughs> okay, so no rockets. We don't know what they are. Yeah. Um, we also have paracommandos availability three, which is rag. As paracommandos are pretty damn good. Yeah, VS eleven uh, mimetism air airborne deployment guys. Yeah, sure. I'll sign me up. I want and that thing. And resculpts too. And resculpts are coming. Yeah. Resculpts for paracommandos are coming. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Then we also have a, a Cataran, which is Singleton, very yeah. nice. Uh, and supposedly, Bashri hinted at the possibility of, of a resculpt for these guys, too. Ooh. Because, I mean, so you, you see, Par- he said he said Paracommandos, Catarans, SAS, um, and um, Mirage 5 are all pretty old sculpts. Uh, some of them are out of print, okay. even. And he basically said, by virtue of them existing in Cosmoflot, that gives CB a little bit of extra kick in the pants to bump them up in the sculpting queue. So we may see some new sculpts for these guys soon. Scott, oh, Scott, Scott Scott's too. Sorry, I forgot about Scott. Yeah. Scott's guard. So good. Which yeah. They're already yeah. great models, but resculpt to be even better. Yeah, right. Obi, Obi brings up have... Wallace. Yeah, we're just dropping dropping things all over the place here. Clearly we prepared. <laughs> so we've got, uh, we've got Front of X2, which yep. we're familiar with. They're kind of cool guys out of, uh, out of attack. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, Zenet 7, yep. which we saw the, the dossier for. We'll talk about her in a little bit. Yep. Um, it's, it's kind of like an ambush sniper. We've got Scott's Guard, the, the Volkalok Shock Troopers, which are kind of like Super Jump instead of Climbing Plus. 
Wolvers. Uh, Wolvers. Yep. And then the Armata Project 4 Cosmo Soldats. Soldats. Yeah. <laughs> I'm unreasonably excited about these. It, it's like straight out of 007. Yeah. Like Russians in space. It's so good. Yep. Uh, new SAS, and we're getting new model for that. Yep. Hell yeah. Gotta have your SAS crap. <clears throat> Ermandinos, because nothing nothing is more dangerous than an angry engineer. <laughs> uh every, um, everybody on on the sun is under the sun is getting Varangians, so Varangians are here too yeah they're why not yep they're um, linkable too yep they're linkable you can get a core of Varangians. seems fine throw in some angry wolvers that'll work too um goodness so this is different yep uh then you got team polaris which is the new bearapode that's what they're calling them right bearapode 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 there's no there's no vowel between R and B. It's just right. bare code. I don't know it's Russian. There it's, might be a vowel in there. It's unclear to me. Is there Team Polaris and Polaris bare code? I'm not sure. Is it two separate entries? So it was. It's a little unclear. I apparently like this is what some sharp-eyed internet sleuths have found out. The Cyrillic on the bear's chest plate says um, "Beast," which implies that the lady is beauty. So it's Beauty and the Beast. That's Team Polaris. Uh, I don't know whether or not you can take a solo bear pod. I mean, you can take like a Cameronian, and that's sort of like Duroc, right? So I guess it's a thing. Right. Maybe. Who knows? I mean, it should be fine. I, I don't think I would take it alone, right? Like, I, I don't really want to. I, I don't think it's possible to say we need to see the profile, but uh, we'll, yeah. we'll know as soon as we see that. And then the rest is just like normal stuff Kazakh Doctor, 112, right? Dozers, Tractor Mules, War Drivers, War Cores. And then they throw in the, uh, the characters, right? So we've got Wallace. You've got the Unknown Ranger because he exists and they need to sell blisters of him. Uh, <laughs> Uxia McNeil, who's amazing, and you should take her, especially with the new MSC1 changes. Uh, for those of you who don't know, MSC1 sees through smoke now at minus six. Yep. Pavel, who's great because you, like, he's your Ahotnik source for the whole, for whole faction. Then Caden, and of course, my personal near and dear to my heart, uh, Mirage 5. Oh my God. The, uh, the Lux Umbra, are we going to cover that? Yeah, we will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so if you're if you're curious of what that looks like, absolutely beautiful is yeah. the answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is such a rad model. Yeah. I I really hope that's what the uh the uh actual twenty eight mil sculpt looks like. Just scale that down. That's yep. what I want. Give me that thing. And yeah. and they actually have a, a second arm for her, so she's not like rubbing his chin. Oh really? Yeah, they have a second arm for her. If you want to, if you want to display them separately, yep. So that tells me that it's quite quite likely. So I, mean, I, so I hope how much, anyway. How much does Mirage Five cost? A hundred euros, not eighty nine euros. Oh, I, I'm not sure. Man, that's such a rad model. It is it's, really good. Yeah. Well, so let's talk about these uh, these link teams here, right? So we've got the the Rokots, mm-hmm. rockets, Rokots, whatever they are, uh, that are a core, and they can get a Kazakh fire team or a Kazakh doctor in their fire team. Yep. Which is what, so that's going to make uh, Tack jealous if they don't get that added to their sectoral. <laughs> right, <four>. yeah. <laughs> and then, and then nobody will use the four Kazakh uh, paramedic. But, uh, so the Volkalok Shock Troopers, um, they're wild I mean, there's, card? Yeah, there's basically a bunch of wild cards. So the Super wolf, super Jumping Wolvers, Wallace, Unknown Ranger, and Caden uh, can all be wild cards. So this is what Forco wanted to be, I guess. Um, yep. And so you, you, have, you have the ability to put in a bunch of stuff into all the links, which is great. 
Uh, I, I'm very happy to have, uh, you know, a Vokalok in, uh, in my, you know, light infantry team. So have a super jumping missile launcher or something. That sounds fine. Um, and then Cosmos Soldats, we'll look at them in a second, but they basically have a duo profile and Frontifix can join them. Uh, so that's great. I mean, there's, there's definitely gunfighters in the Cosmos Soldat profiles, which we'll look at in a minute. Um, yeah, seems fine. Yeah, it's a unknown ranger in a fire, in a fire team is actually much more reason to bring him. Yeah, I mean, they gave him, I I feel like I remember them giving him wildcard in U.S. Ariadna, um, but... <clears throat> uh, still, it's because you want to do it, not because it's great, but... Right. Maybe they'll fix him, I don't know. Yeah, they're going to yeah. take the points and everything. Who knows? I mean, sure. he's it's a great model. Let's start there. Great model, yeah, yeah, with no. a, like, especially the limited the limited edition one. Um, I... As a vanilla a vanilla Ariadna player, I see no reason to take him for myself. Um, he doesn't really fit any of my playstyle or the needs that I have when I'm slotting things into my list. But uh, you know, it, it it does work on the table. You just need to make sure you support him well. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's mm-hmm. quite reasonable. Um, yeah, so let's go straight let's on to the Cosmos Soldats. Oh yeah, yeah. So I am. I I really like this design <laughs> aesthetic. It's like. Just the right amount of future chunk. Is that a thing we can yeah. say? Future chunk? That's what it is. Yeah. I think that's fine. Yeah, future chunk. Um, yeah, I mean, it's got all the things that I want APHMG, T2 rifle, heavy flamethrower, heavy pistol, light shotgun, like all the things. What's not to love? Um, it's, a, it's a great, great profile. Um, so the fact that they can join Frontivix really makes me, th- or Frontivix can join them. Yeah. Um, which I think it was really. I definitely think these are going to be your your gunfighter of the of the sectoral, a yep. lot like a veteran. Classic. Yep. Let's look. <clears> let's look at the profile actually. So uh, let me let me start by uh, correcting the profile. Uh, that seems to be the most relevant thing to do. And I had the corrections up, and then for some reason they got closed on me, which is really irritating. No. So yeah, they gave us the profile, and it was all kinds of wrong. Yep. So they uh, basically just copied the uh, the vocal act. So this is actually CC sixteen. And then BS-13, which is an improvement. PH-14, yep. WIP-13, ARM-6, BTS-3. Yeah. There you go. There's so, the fix. It's hackable. Six is huge. It is hackable. Yes, it's hackable. So, uh, yeah. It's um, NWI Shock Immune. So, basically a Vet Kazakh. Um, ARM-6 Vet Kazakh, mind you. <laughs> so, uh, it loses, loses mimetism, but... But arm freaking six. Yeah. Pretty brutal. That auto cannon too. Mm-hmm. Sorry? MSV one auto cannon. Yeah, MSV one <laughs> auto cannon, right? You thought tank hunters were good. <laughs> now it's shooting through smoke. Um yeah, I've, oh, yeah, I've exactly auto cannon that can shoot through smoke. Yeah. Done. I think I think really the the thing that really sums up this whole thing is Bostria's description of how Cosmos uh, Cosmoflot is supposed to work. He's like, okay, so O twelve like Ariadna cannot into space. Then O twelve says Ariadna, we need you into space because we need help because the rest of the human sphere can't handle it. And then Ariadna's like, we got you, comrade. And then they send this, and like Bostria's like, well, when you ask Ariadna to like send you stuff they're like we want a burst 5 hmg by yourself if that's not good enough you can have an auto cannon that shoots through smoke and then he gets to the t2 rifle profile he's like why not plus one burst sure <laughs> so <laughs> and a faust. yeah and a panzer faust and a heavy flamethrower because why not and it can push buttons <laughs> right like it, I mean, it this profile does scream russian engineering 
Right? Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. Just pile on the armor. Oh yeah, you know, and uh, like Obi Obi brings up this direction much, too. We don't have very many personnel for this, so right. this one guy has to do everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this the CCW is definitely a wrench. <laughs> I don't think the suit is uh, is airtight yet. Better put on some more bolts and armor plates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, we need more chewing gum, right? Yeah. How about now? Yeah, is it is it done now? Oh man, I I I love everything about this. Yeah, no, it's it's bloody fantastic. Um, it is a it is a wonderful Ariadna unsubtle beat stick. I would take any one of these profiles in vanilla, unquestioned. Sure, the MSV one portable auto cannon with two wounds. <laughs> sure, yeah. Just arrow this. I mean, I see no reason not to take the specialist operative all the time. I mean, like, talk about ridiculous. If you want to get somebody there and have him shoot his way there, that TG rifle plus one burst is going to do it at BS-13. Yeah. Yeah, This is better than a TG rifle. A burst four TG rifle. (laughs) Yeah. And if you're you're in the wrong range band, just shoot them with a tank fist. (laughs) It's so good. What's not to like? Oh my god! Yeah, I'm. I'm. I think I'm more excited about this out of uh, out of vanilla than I am in Cosmoflot. I mean, but that's that's just me being a vanilla player. Um, yeah. So I mean, let's let's go straight on to the uh, the the Volko lack, right? So that's a pretty yep. pretty. Uh, it's a it's a Wolverine space armor. Yep. Um, I like his exposed arm. Like vacuum is no match for total immunity. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like it doesn't matter. I, I can breathe in space because I have goggles. The goggles, they do something. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you know, it's got it's got the things. Finally they gave a Wolver an HMG, right? They thought that was a good idea, I guess. And a yep. missile launcher. And a missile launcher. He's yeah. too, right? It is wild card. Yeah. So I I like this profile. I was a big advocate of Wolvers before. I think Wolvers are freaking fantastic. This is a Wolver that's a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. So they get total immunity. Big thumbs up. Yep. Um, so they get total immunity in NWI instead of a second wound. Yep. Which is, I mean, slightly better. Um, the the nice thing with the second wound is that the paramedic change, bring it back more often. They trade um, Berserk for Natural Born Warrior and Climbing Plus for Super Jump. But that's still, like, to me, this all rounds up to roughly the same. Well, they have immunity except, total. Yeah. Except he's Super Jump with an HMG and a Link. Yes, so he jumps over the building and guns down everything. Yep, that is very true. Um, I mean, I I don't I I don't think I would use him in vanilla very much. Yeah, like certainly not at that price point. I I I would rather take a Wolver, honestly, in vanilla. I mean, I guess, I guess, I I mean, it's it's tough to say. The Wolver is the cheaper. Still has a Mark Twelve. Vanilla Vanilla Ariadna is just is just spoiled for choice in terms of murder beasts, right? Right. So I, I don't I don't really need him out of out of vanilla. I think I might take him for fun. Like the HMG profile is great. Uh, I probably wouldn't take the the missile launcher in vanilla very often, especially because uh, Ariadna is one of the few factions that get gets access to the auto cannon. So why, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, the rest of it is great. If if there was a specialist profile, I would absolutely take this. Um, but I, I tend to look for gunfighter specialists. That's my preference because uh, I think I think that's really what sells uh, profiles for me. 
is the ability to to do all the things like like my list can be super degraded, but if everybody is a gunfighter specialist, it doesn't matter. That's sort of my attitude. Um, Obi brings up a really good point. Super jump is nowhere near as good as it used to be. Right, because you, you have to land on the flat you surface. You have to land. Yeah, your your entire oh, movement arc has to cover oh. the. Yeah, so you you basically get a two inch vertical jump. So um, there's a basketball joke here, which I'll refrain from. Um, <laughs> but but uh, I mean, it's 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 a it's a, I think it's a great profile for uh, for links, right? Like just having um, yeah. like a front of it link that's. Even a front of three man, right? Where you're like just out and about getting stuff done. You have a gunfighter, and then this is this is your gunfighter for that link, because you don't have to expose your your um, your engineer or anything, your front of engineer, to any sort of risk unless you absolutely need to. Um, and you can just like throw this totally immune two wound thing around. Why the hell not? Mm-hmm. 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 So I I sort of I, this is definitely a, a staple of Cosmoflot. Uh, as as like the backbone of a list that gets a lot of work done. Um, out of vanilla, it's in contention with a huge amount of other things: Ratniks, Vet Kazakhs, the uh, the um, Cosmo Soldats, right? Like any of those things, like uh, Blackjacks, right? Like there's all there's all kinds of stuff that that the point is just like what do you like more? They all do roughly the same thing. You can argue about like oh I like this slightly better than the other thing. Sure, there's definitely a uh, you can make arguments about edge case optimalities but uh it's really about what you what you enjoy playing and what what model collection you own yeah yeah so yeah i definitely i definitely think it's a it's a good profile um probably less exciting in vanilla yeah yeah with the super jump change i'm liking climbing plus more and more yeah me too yeah especially because unless you shoot while you're on the side of a building presumably that too yeah yeah like assuming climbing plus still exists Yep. So let's talk about the Zenit Seven, okay. which is which is a which is a new a new thing, um, and it basically seems very much like um, a mix between tank hunters and scouts. Is sort of it's... my uh, my take on it. Yeah, they're expensive in terms of SWC, which I think, if I remember correctly, all but one of the profiles is an SWC charge. Mm-hmm. Um, but decoy camo. Yeah. Um, and. AP on everything? No, everything's SWC. Um, I was looking at this model, Chain of Command, Ford Observer. Yep. Both great. Um, she's got plus one damage and shock. Yep. On the attack and surprise attack. So I was actually looking at this, and so it's AVA one in basic Ariadna and two in Cosmoflot. Um, and between the Scots Guard, Camel Profiles, and this and the SAS, you could actually run something Shazvasti esque that would be pretty nasty with Cosmoflot. You know, a small yep. link, max zenits, so you have four camo markers in your base, in your in your deployment zone, bunch of Scots Guard out there with their medium infantry for deployment. Well SAS, that may not be a thing anymore. I thought we had heard that that was being carried over. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think it's universally true. Okay. Um, but yeah, lots of AP, which is great. And uh, chain of command with um, chain of command with the decoy means that you can have a very obvious badass lieutenant running out front and not really have to worry about it. Sure. 
I mean, so my I, question, John, is when would you use the Zeno Vanilla over a Tank Hunter or a um, Spetsnaz? Um, okay, so I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I don't like Spetsnaz. Um, like gasp. Yeah, I mean they are unquestionably good. Uh, the Spetsnaz HMG is an excellent profile. I have really no interest in running it because uh, it's just not fun or exciting for me and that's primarily the reason i don't want to run it and that be- and that and because like if i if i want a mimetism hmg i'd rather take the vet kazakh because i have the effective extra wound and the reliability um right spetsnaz is a glass cannon yeah i i am cannon, excited but... about the uh spetsnaz airborne profiles i think those are very very good um and they provide something that i mean ariadna is a is a faction of camo or mimetism enormous gun-toting things, right? So, like, do I really need another flavor of that? I mean, I, I, when I look at profiles, I look at stuff that I cannot get anywhere else, and that's things like I have an airborne deployment thing that has grenades. Can't really get that yeah. anywhere else. I want that thing. Give me that. If I want, like a, like, a big gun, I can choose from this enormous menu, and I find specialization is boring. They're not bad. I just think they're boring. Um, this, on the other hand, is a very different situation. So, you know, when they first came out, we were talking in one of our many Infinity Chats, and um, and uh, basically the comparison was made against the Scout. And it's like, why would you ever take a Scout now? Well, the answer is infiltration and mines. I think that's pretty strong. <laughs> that and so that's even ignoring the Oyotnik, which is, I think, the best gun in Ariadna because of its range bands are are just ridiculous. Um, and I think uh, all these profiles, I would consider the chain of command. I think that's probably the right flavor of chain of command for me. Um, I like marksman rifles or my second favorite gun after uh, multi-rifles. Um, but I, if it were me, I would run the Ford Observer all the time in, in vanilla because I love I mean, AP snipers and who doesn't want this kit? As far as chain of command goes, I think I like her better than the tank hunter chain of command. Yeah, she gets you that extra camo yeah. marker. And with Ariadna, there's so many things that can be right. Yeah, and and but... I, I I think like you you there's there's this weird situation where people are like, oh, Hollow One is good, but like Hollow One only works if your opponent knows what's happening and will get like there's there's this like narrow window of skill development where it works. Right, mm-hmm. I mean, like it, it's kind of uh, I I would make a Counter Strike reference, but it's too dated. Um, <laughs> like 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 basically, like if if you if you deploy Hollow One against a complete noob, right, who's never seen anything, they're just like, it's the thing you said it was, and they don't think any more about it, and like you think it's completely lost. Like all the all the mind gaminess is just useless. And then there's this like media, like this like this middling development period where people are like, oh, they fall for it, and then you can actually get some useful trickery out of it. And then there's the there's the I know what's going on, you can't fool me. And then then there's the I know everything that is possible, and I roll a die and I pick the wrong thing, and therefore you got me again, right? So that's like the development cycle. Um, right. It sort of works the same with decoys, because you like put a thing on a roof, you're like oh, that's clearly a tank hunter with missile launcher or auto cannon, therefore I should respect it. Or it just may be a, a like a, a, just a, a ambush cam or a decoy marker, and then you sort of ignore it. But then it really is right. So um, the the level of impact it has to the game is highly dependent on your opponent and yeah. and your yeah. your yeah. Um, your last five game history with that opponent. Yeah, That's I 
I, I think that happens a lot uh, to both you and I, John, for sure. <laughs> yeah, where... it's true, yeah. <laughs> we definitely, like, have a big brain moment and then, like, oh, yeah, sure, I guess you could have done that. I didn't even think about it, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I, I would, I'll absolutely use this in both Cosmoflot and Vanilla. Um, I really am excited about that Ford Observer because I, I really like sniper rifles, like non, yeah. uh, non, um, non multi sniper rifles variants. I think this is mm-hmm. a reasonable cost for it, like one one Swick. I don't feel like Ariadne is particularly uh, cramped on Swick, at least the way I play them. So right, she has so many range bands too between mm-hmm. sniper rifle, shotgun, and flash pulse, yep. and Ford Observe in the ARO. Yep. Can you, you Ford can Observe an ARO now? Uh, it was mentioned in one of the videos. Oh, there you go. Ooh. That's a thing. Get those classifieds on your opponent's turn. <laughs> Unless I'm insane. I remember I maybe, that. I don't know. So. Yeah, if you can, that'd oh. be great. It's jury's still out, so don't don't quote us on this, but it's possible, apparently. <laughs> um, don't, uh, don't mess too heavily in it just yet. Yeah, but yeah, I, I really dig this profile. Um, I still think everything else in Ariadne gives her a run for her money, right? Like, there's nothing quite like a camo autocannon. Yeah. So yeah, and scouts are amazing because who doesn't want a mine layer with Emolar? Yeah. <laughs> People who are wrong, that's who. <laughs> anyway, um, let's see what cool. else. So what we... else we have? Yeah. So let's see. We've got um, we've got the new uh, Paracommando model. Commander. Yeah. Let me let me oh, yeah. pull that up real quick. Boom. So here's the uh, Paracommando model, mm-hmm. which is uh, a, a, a nice update to the old model. They kept the the things that I liked, which was the gas mask or the oxygen mask. Uh, yeah. And so basically, like every every paracommando in the past has had this like a uh, uh, like gas mask, sort of like a fighter <clears throat> fighter pilot mask strapped on, uh, and it was sort of dangling off. And this is just a a nice homage to it. Um, yeah, nothing bad to say about this. I, re- I really dig it. Um, so the interesting thing, there's a couple interesting things here, though, right? It looks like Sascrap might be gone. Oh, sorry, this isn't Sascrat, this is Paracomando. Yep. Totally different profiles. Yep. Um, but equipment-wise, we're not seeing the, what does he have in normally, or what he used to have, right? HMG, rifle, sniper HMG. rifle, LGL, um, regular rifle Ford, with the Ford Observer. Um, yeah, that's basically it. Right, so instead, we're right here, we're seeing on the profile, you know, regular rifle, chain colt. Is that a light shotgun or a boarding shotgun? That's a boarding shotgun. Uh, yeah, chain colt is shotgun, new. SMG. SMGs. But yeah. I mean, I, I place no stock in a, in, in, a, in a dossier because we all know they can be 100% know, right? wrong. So, they can be copy and pasted wrong. Yeah. I mean, who knows? It's just all over the place. It could be literally anything. All, I just hope that they retain the sniper rifle profile because I really like that profile and I haven't really gotten to use it very often. So hopefully that's still there. But that's, you know, purely selfish. Now onto the SAS crap. So, oh, yeah. Yep. You like G.I. Joe? You like this? <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, big That's... Cobra energy here. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, looks like the Sascrap is still alive and well. At least the chain rifle is there. So, uh, chain rifle is there. Grenade's there. Yep. Also, uh, light shotgun as well. That's, that's was new-ish. Was there a shotgun profile before? I don't think so. Hmm. So, yep. Light shotgun, oh, grenades. Yep. Yeah, that's... so it looks like... Uh, Looks like very likely the uh, SAS that we all know and love from before still be relevant. I mean, nothing to complain about. It's a great unit. Here we go. So here's here's the entire the entire list of things that's available to SAS. 
right now in N3. So rifle, boarding shotgun, sniper rifle, um, chain rifle. Oh, there is a chain rifle. There's a chain rifle light shotgun variant, which I don't think I see very often because the grenades plus assault pistol is usually more, yeah. more better or more desirable would be the accurate thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, let, let's let's quickly um, think about the role of the SAS in, um, in Cosmoflot, right? So if you look at everything that can infiltrate, that's Pavel. If, like he's got four deployment, right? I think. Um, so Pavel, Uxia, yeah. yeah. um, and the SAS, basically. And um, do Scots just have the camo profile? They don't. They don't infiltrate. Uh, no, they four deploy right now because of courage, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever that's called. Okay. But. Yeah, they just, they just have camo. So I mean, I think they're pretty pretty integral to your plan. Um, you basically so, need to take the Ford Observer or some flavor of Specialist, whatever it's, that ends up being. Right, so SAS and Paracommander are how, how you get out of your deployment zone. Right. Seems fine. Not bad. Those yeah. are both good, moderate-priced uh, troops for what they do. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not as hyper-optimized as, like, say, say uh, a Foxtrot or something, but it's definitely yeah. definitely usable. You know, yeah. Cosmoflot seems like a lot of fun. Um, it's... It's a little bit of a who's who, right? I'm glad I didn't see like Van Zant show up in there. That oh God, been, yeah, that would have been pretty so, silly. Um, and because you know, Van Zant's special. He's for me. You don't get him. <laughs> He's for you, only for you, Adam. You can continue <laughs> to be that special snowflake. Exactly. Well, if you really want to uh, talk about who's who, we can talk about White Company. Yeah. So White Company looks pretty cool. I'm glad again I don't have any of these toys, so I can focus on my uh, Starmada. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so White Company is, uh, the weird combination of Pano and Yujing. So do we have the list of all the units? Yeah. This uh, is the too, oh. too much caffeine on that special fire teams page. It's out That's of control. Weird. I think I might've just saved the thing twice. Weird. Oops. No worries. Um, but let's talk about their fire teams first while, uh, technical difficulties, carry on doing a live uh so hand of all their couple units they do have quite a bit of um flexibility at their links they it does kind of to me feel like they have, their kaplan is kind of the backbone of the of the uh army um because basically everything can join them so csus can join fusiliers or kaplans jujacks can join kaplans or orcs lang kai can join kaplans uh Shona Karano can join Kaplan's of Ranging Guards. So you can have a, a fire team of a Kaplan and four things that are not Kaplan. Yeah. Seems Again, pretty strong to me. More Forko than Forko. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? Oh, that's sad. More Forko than Forko. But, I mean, so Kaplan are, are pretty fantastic. Uh, what, Mimitism, Adhesive Launchers. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong with Some that. of them have Blitz in. Yeah. yeah. Um, Engineers and Doctors, High Whip. Mm-hmm. They kind of have everything, kind of. They do have yeah, all the, the toys. Uh, one thing I, sorry? I said they do have all the toys. Right. So I really wasn't expecting to see, um, like, Jujax and Haidao uh, showing up in here. Yeah, that pretty... was a little odd. I, I mean, I, I mean, that's probably a result of the, what, what the recent release schedule has been like. I'm sure that has a big Me? part to deal with it. To do with it, rather. To do with it. Um, we also uh, see the basic Fusiliers plus Orc. Link that was in Veruna. Yeah, uh, I wonder how how Veruna's going to feel about sharing that. You know, it's it's such a um, it's kind of a big, I guess, a big deal for. Oh, 
So maybe not. I don't know. It's it's a, it's a good way to get them on the table. That's for sure. Okay, there we go. I just pulled up the the uh, the uh, video. The video, yeah. Perfect. So we've got uh, fusiliers, total you know total availability fusiliers that are core. Um, they get a a single Danavos, which is pretty rad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. White company. Did you buy cards from? Now you play with both halves. Um, so the CSU they can join a couple things. Kaplan, uh, you get five of those core Harris and duo, so you mm-hmm. can have all the Kaplan options. And since you can, since you only need one in uh, each unit, you can have three Kaplans and three fire teams of Kaplans. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> right. So they get they get a couple knocking. They get two Tiger Soldiers, which is phenomenal. Yeah. That is such a fantastic freaking unit. Um, and then the the Carhu special team, which we saw with um, Spall. Yeah. Which are just, I mean, they're a solid medium infantry. Uh, they get to duo. Then we get a High Dow, which I believe was, was that Wild Card? Or could you add that? We'll get to that in a second. Special. High Dow um, or Wild Card, yep. Wild Card, Nice. Uh, Nisei, Orcs, and the Orcs again have the core Harris, and then they, they can join the other teams. Um, Jujak, four of those that can duo and join other teams. A lot of flexibility. Mm-hmm. One Guilang, which actually is, I think, is kind of going to be their weakness. They don't start with a good midfield presence. Um, they can get two Guasia because why not? Sure. You got to have uh, range. <laughs> you got to have two tags. <clears throat> That's what makes the sectorial these days. Uh, Rangian Guard because everybody gets Rangian Guard. Mm-hmm. Um, Doctor Engineer, yeah, the the Zanshi Shang, the Zanshi. I can't can't remember the engineer one. Um, couple Pathfinders, couple Seers. Good good remote availability overall. Well, yeah, let's 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 make sure we touch on this right. So this is one of the only other NA two that has access to arm bots. Is Druze and they only get the piece one peacemaker. This faction gets two bulleteers and two peacemakers. Don't rub it in. Which is huge. Don't rub it in. The fact that they get bulleteers alone is just kind of a little bit of uh, a little bit of salt. And then the fact that they get two of the peacemakers. I owned two peacemakers and sold one to Eric when they fixed it. You sold They're it. Like, to oh, me. you only just have one of those. Was it to you? Yeah, it was to me. What am I, just Eric to you now? Is that what's going on? Yeah, pretty much. All right, all right, fine. <laughs> you, taller, you people taller than me all look the same. Oh, I see, um, I see. Tallest. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so double up on Peacemakers, double up on Bulleteers. Yep. Gross, especially that Donovas potentially buffing them. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, actually, that might not be true anymore. We'll see what oh? happens with all of, those, all of those rumors we've heard. We'll see. Oh, my goodness. Ta-da! What is it? Okay, uh, Warcor, Hawkwood, Lankai, a Kunai Solution, Mercenary, mm, Shawana, <laughs> Shawana, Shawana Krano, yep. uh, Valeria Gromaz, who I love, um, and then Tawu, because what, we need more armies of that badass model. Yeah. Yes. That's a pretty pretty crazy mod- model. I'm pretty jazzed about it. I'm I, curious what... Um, he has a profile that has counterintelligence, and we've been told it works differently now. And for so I'm oh, going to be really? curious to see what that does. Um, he's also available in Druze. Yep, which... I've already got one built for Druze. <laughs> he's he's a little he's an interesting fellow. Uh, I'm I I still am not sure that he fits my playstyle, but 
but Hall Projector 1 and Burst 3 Nanopulsar is hilarious. It is so, pretty hilarious, yeah. You walk around the I, corner. I think, I think he's a he's a scalpel. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's also really you know high close combat with a love of Michael and like I can't remember martial arts or natural born warrior. Um in a mono. Like yeah. he's he's a scalpel. But this is so looking at this list overall, right? So you've got the two tiger soldiers and the one um Gwilang to get out of the deployment zone. That's a little bit that's a little and bit like the peacemaker. The peacemaker. And the peacemaker. Which is a giant oh, robot with a flamethrower buddy. Like getting a specialist outside of your deployment zone, you're gonna have to slog to most objectives. Well I mean like let's let's take a look at this, right? So how do you get out of your deployment zone? Um You have big guns. You have enormous yeah. guns. And so this plays a little like NCA, but I think has a lot more midfield presence than NCA does. Mm-hmm. Right? So maybe like it has a little more interesting more? links than in CA too, because you can have your shooter link, and then you can bring along Shona, and suddenly you also, or you can bring along Link Kai, and suddenly you've got like, I'm sorry, not Link Kai, uh, Parkwood. You've got shooters, and you've also got melee options. Mm-hmm. Right, and the Karhu are are not bad for getting out of deployment zone. They're the four four climbing plus with uh, MSV one and mimetism. Yep. Right, they're just expensive as hell because you're paying for that multi-rifle and blitz and the mines on every single one of them. I mean, what's not to like, uh, though? No, it's it's all good gear. Um, it'll be interesting to see them used as a solo piece. Right, so just so we're all aware of what's going on. What I'm talking about, the Karsu? Yeah, the Karhu. Where the Karhu. Come on, really? Oh, there they are. Boom. Infantry. Yeah, they have all the things. Tons of EM, blitz yeah, and Emirates, mines. What's not to like? Yes, 13. The the double Fierbach. <laughs> yeah, if you really want something dead, that guy will do it for you. <laughs> That's I need to see that that model. Like, I, <laughs> what's happening? Right, because it's it's not just a. I mean, maybe that was just their way of doing. You know, they knew it was going to be a Fierbach with plus one burst. Yeah, but I really hope in some way it is modeled with like a double barreled Fierbach or something. Right. I'm imagining a battle tech sort of situation like Yeah. Yeah, no yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Precisely. Just fear box. Yeah. So yeah, your, we sort of we sort of uh, we sort of went in talking about the links, but uh yeah, I mean, they're very flexible. It's it is a very, very flexible one. Um yeah. overall it's kinda of, I mean it's an interesting sectoral. I don't know if I would play it over Sval unless it was just because I wanted I wanted Kaplan. Well, I mean, Kaplan are great. Let's let's start off there. And the other thing is that, you know, we're, we're making these kinds of statements like, oh, we wouldn't play this. We play vanilla over that. And I think the people in this Skype call right now are are uh, lucky that we have many, many armies or have played many enemy armies and cycle through them and right. sold them or whatever, right? So, so we're definitely a bit of, uh, you know, like... These are like first world infinity problem sort of situations here. Um, <laughs> like so, yeah. I mean, like let, let's let's take the tack of like imagine you know put yourself in the mindset of of somebody who who's who doesn't own everything. Would you play this? I think the answer is yeah, right. I mean, like this is a really easy army to get into, right? Like uh, sure. who was it in chat that said just just buy uh, Kaltstrom and you're basically halfway there, right? So yeah. I think I think it's an easy army to collect, which is why they kind of did it. You buy a bunch of orcs, right? So like this is a this is a reasonable thing to start collecting. Um, it's incredibly strong. It has an easy pro like an easy play style to learn. There's not a lot of 
like weird interactions you have to understand or like like these like command of obscure rules and like you know you, right. you need to you do get, kind of weird things kind of to dominate sorry you've got all the staples present you've got some big guns yeah. you've got mm-hmm. some msv you've got some smoke you got the you know they're they they can do everything fine it's a little light on camp on uh infiltrating but you yeah. know you can buy one blister pack of uh tiger soldiers and use both of them right I mean, yeah. I, I guess, okay, so to answer Vanderbane's question, which is, you know, where did the Kaplan fit? I mean, they're the glue of this sectorial. You can absolutely play the sectorial without any Kaplan at all. And I don't think you would be sad about it, right? I mean, like, who doesn't want, like, a Fusilier Link with a bunch of, like, other cool stuff in it is fine. Like, a mix Orc Fusilier Link is great, and there's a ton of other stuff in there, like, all these wild cards that are, are good, right? You won't be sad about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, 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 you could absolutely do it without it. And then just like throw in some tiger soldiers, and then you've got yourself a great list, done. Um, but I, I think I think Kaplan are are uh, are really really strong because they have that mimetism, and I really highly favor things like blitzens and, and adhesive ammo. That's just me personally, because it lets you punch yeah. above your weight, right? Like it lets you do a lot of one stop shot, one shot stop hits on things like tags, things with total immunity. Well, assuming total immunity still works the same way it does. Right, so I, I think I think it's um, yeah. And you I mean, know, I it's, it's up to you. I really. might have sold a little bit short. It's kind of like a Kari, right? Like you might you might just play the army because you're like these are some rad models, mm-hmm. you know, and and it's a perfectly serviceable army to go play with. Yeah, uh, there's there's nothing wrong with it. It's not really lacking anything. It has some deadly combat pieces. It has some good gunfighters. It has has all the tools it needs to be a perfectly serviceable army. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I you know, take take that as a parallel, right? So you look at Akari, um, are you in Akari to play the three Kaitotsu, one Brawler, one Tanko Link? Or are you in there to play the four Drews, one Tanko Link? Like, why are you there, right? Is it the Anyan? I mean, yeah. I, I think I think yeah. there's enough exciting stuff in this sectorial <clears throat> that will get people jazzed and ready to play. And the beauty of it is you can play any of the sub-archetypes of the sectorial, and you'll be fine, right? You can yeah. play Kaplan, yeah. you can play with Kaplan. God, those Kaplan models are so good. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I hear about unlike Ikari, I could see running this without a link, and you would still be totally oh, fine. Like, there, there's there's a lot of reasons to take the links. There's very versatile sure. links. Um, but I could see running just, say, a, a three-strong link, and then just having a lot lot more points for all of the different specialist options, right. especially in this case being specialized. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's something that John and I do quite often, right, is have the one or two three-man links. Right. Like a, th- like a three-man Kaplan with, um, yeah, what is it, you can have a, uh, a Jujak in there, right? Yep. Like, that's a that's a, a beefcake that gets two really solid guys, one of which can be an engineer, backing them up. Right. Uh, there's a lot of, yeah, I think that that would be somewhere I would lean. I mean, getting well, I mean, a, Jujak, yeah. a Jujak missile launcher backed up with two Kaplan. Right. I mean, or like I mean, Valeria, I, a doctor, and John Harkwood, just to go do objectives, and then everybody else to do whatever the hell you want. Right, like mm-hmm. that trio can do anything. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like the the Kaplan are so flexible that there's no reason you can't just like attach one to somebody else, right? Like drag yeah. the doctor along, drag the engineer along. Like you're not going to be upset by that. Like hell, drag a mimetism Spitfire along. Are you mad about that? You know, right. So like, I, I think, I think like 
I, I suspect one, you know, one way to play is to play them outside of the link, like Vanderbane is saying, right? And then, like, as stuff is dead later, just form a Kaplan link. You'll have enough random stuff around to make that work. So <laughs> this this right? is kind like, of like a weird, yeah, it's kind of like a weird Drew situation. So I I I, I see no problem it with is. it. I think I think it's fine. Um, maybe maybe they're just too giddy two shoes for the Drews in me. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Those CSU have done some things, though. Yeah, they have. All right, so let's uh, let's take a look at a couple of their profiles that we found. Yeah. So, what about what about their fearless leader, John Hawkwood, which is an amazing name, just first off. Yep. So, if you want to know more, MayaCast has actually done a episode with Professor Willett that goes into the history of John Hawkwood and how he was kind of a sketchy dirtbag sort of fellow, but he oh, really? was a good mercenary who always followed through on his contracts. It was kind of kind of gross and. Sad the things he did though, but this one is a good one because Gutierrez sort of made him the stereotypical <laughs> good guy without any of the more seedy underbelly sort of things. Here's, here's the less horrible alternative. Yeah, right. This is the alternate history where everything is fine. So uh, let's talk a little bit of his profile. Um, good CC with CC twenty two, solid BS at thirteen, mm-hmm. whip eleven, whatever, or fizz eleven, whatever, whip fourteen, solid. Uh, three arms, six BTS, MA one. So I think in was in in uh, in code one and presumably in N four, the important martial arts is level two, right? That's where you get the plus three minus three. Something um, like that. So he's yeah, so he's sort of that. So he's not he's good, not crazy good. Yeah. In melee. Um, yeah. Shock immune with NWI, mimetism, and is good at all the terrain. So it has the new version of multi terrain. It seems. Which is terrain total, mm-hmm. like that's a rock solid set of rules to go with. He's yeah. got the things. He's got the extra. He's got the extra room with NWI and shock immunity. He's got the mimetism. He's not awful in close combat, which is good because he has a mono CCW. Um, gun wise, right? You're packing a K1 marksman rifle, which I freaking love. Yep. <laughs> in a link. In a link. <laughs> like that's with. With crits not ignoring armor anymore, yeah, it makes yeah. me pay, it makes me pay a lot more attention to AP K1 mono, yep, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that's the thing. Marksman rifle, love those range bands, not bad. Yeah, uh, I mean it, it's it's telling because that profile is a point more than the Red Fury. Yes, right. Yeah. So everyone's used the Red Fury. It's a it's kind of like a shock Spitfire with better range bands over 24 inches, which I kind of hope they streamline out or just give the red fury those range bands i don't know yeah um, i was hoping that it would turn into a shock spitfire spitfire but oh well i know that just would have made life easy yeah um but then they wouldn't have any like their cool sculpts would have gone away so i guess they kept it i don't know right um, but but honestly for for one point more and no swick that k1 marksman rifle is looking hot especially since um, he's wild card right so yeah yeah so he also has a chain of command option with the red on the red fury profile only, mm-hmm. clocking in at forty five and one swick, which forty five points is is a lot. It is. He does a lot though. He does a lot. He has a lot of points, and then either of the two base profiles can be um, lieutenant in white company only. Yeah. Did we mention his pistol? Oh yeah, he's got a multi pistol. Multi pistol, which is odd but like, cool. Like with his monofilament CC. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little surprised to not see him have like um like any sort of lieutenant stuff, right? Like uh what do you mean? 
Uh, not advanced command. Strategos. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure, sure. That would have been well, good. Whatever that new one that Hannibal has is. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, he, he, he sort of billed as like a shrewd lieutenant fellow. So you'd think you'd, think you'd have some kind of skills there. It's fine. It would probably just add some more points that you don't really need. There's, there's plenty of good stuff in, in White Company. You can easily run a, run a list without him entirely. Um, but he's probably paying a good, like looking at his stats, he's probably paying a good four or five points for his close combat ability. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's fine. Right, I mean, yeah. you, you, between him and Shona, you'll stab anything you want to death. Oh yeah, let's. Uh, so overall, I like him. The model for the model they're putting in Defiance for him is freaking rad. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure the the official model that they put out will also be amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's let's talk about but, Shona. Yeah. Stabby. So, yeah. You and I got, you and I predicted nothing accurately about her profile, but we got her 100 percent correct. <laughs> okay. Like we're like I don't know she's gonna be like some you know maybe like probably NWI like close combat point and cl- point click and delete yeah like she'll have like high CC high martial arts and like an AP explosive CCW or something right and yeah and like and so so that's what we got yep I mean the price uh, is 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 very attractive yeah yeah twenty seven points in like twenty five of those points are all in CC yeah. <laughs> You know? I mean the so, the the key thing here is I think this is your your this is I mean if there ever was a infinity profile that that really uh, personified the magic card doom blade this would be it right right like it's coming for you she's just gonna <clears throat> super jump onto the roof where you're hiding and cut you in half well this is kind of a a um, an infinity archetype character that I think that we see we've seen a bit of lately which is essentially the melee deterrent attached to a fire team well yeah i it's it's more than a deterrent though right but i mean are you going to spend the orders to get her into melee when you could just copy rifle something yeah maybe if you need the ap and you know hitting it damage see a martial arts level four is 14 plus one damage so hitting it like damage 18 with ap explosive I mean, this is this is the way I see her being used, right? So let's say you're running, I don't know, uh, Kaplan Harris up or something, and she's part of it, right? So you're trucking across the board. There's like a random, I don't know, Zerat on a roof or a zero on a roof or something, mm-hmm. right? Like you super jump up there with her. Then what does the zero do, right? He throws a mine. You, um, you blast her. You blast the zero with the SMG. Uh, or the nanopulsor with plus one burst, which would be burst three in the Harris, right? Yeah. Or, or the zero doesn't do anything, then presumably you can intuitive attack, or maybe it's something important up there, like a, like a lieutenant, right? So you can sort of do like a drive-by ganking, right? As as your Kaplan are like actually running towards the objective, you can get onto a roof, do a lot of work, and then jump off the roof and continue on with your fire team. Yeah, she's also being part of a fire team too. She can also be in a position to Rambo if there's an opening. Like, there may not be an opening to outshoot somebody, but there may be an opening to get smoke out or to go around a building with stealth and get into the backfield and just cut down a couple of guys. And then, you know, you leave her out there, and it's like, well, the opponent can kill her, but it's going to take a couple of wounds to get her down, and she's only 27 points, whereas the rest of her team stayed in the midfield to do the objectives. Right. So it becomes a distraction. Yeah. And if you don't deal with it she kills you 
Yeah, I mean, like I, I sort of think of it like as a JSA player, right? Uh, oftentimes, the problem is uh, you need some way to deliver a close combat specialist to the enemy reliably, and JSA kind of struggles with that a little bit. The best I can really do um, is like a Damaru Harris with a Diokai or something, or throwing a, a Damaru in with um, with a, a Kaitotsu Link, right? Or just like taking a close combat specialist and hoping to thread the needle, right? Like a Shikami or an Onimawan or something. She gets she gets dragged around by something as reasonably cheap, and you can just get the work done. Um, yeah, I think it's fine. I I don't I don't think she's going to be in all of my list, but uh, she's definitely going to be in all of my looting and sabotaging lists. Oh, yeah. Like that. <laughs> the uh, knowing too that there's some. Uh, I'm assuming that they'll continue them, but Predator, for example, in sure. the uh, yeah. Yeah. classifieds means mm-hmm. that it's good to have at least somebody that can do some work doing it. Classifieds that way. Yeah. No, that's a that's a valid point. You can't completely ignore close combat. Yeah. Especially and if you end up playing looting, like um, uh, oh my god, what's it called? Not highly classified. The other one. Countermeasures. Oh, Countermeasures. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I I when when she first came out, I think I I made the unfavorable comparison against Valkyrie because Valkyrie is totally immune, right? Um, right. But Super Jump changes all that for yeah. me. But what about her compared to um, uh, Hippolyta? Um, I think I prefer Hippolyta. Sure. I mean, ODD, close grenades. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about that real quick, right? So. Um, Smoke sources in in White Co are Varangian, I think, and that's it. Yeah, but it's, you can they have it. yeah, but you can shoot through it with your Guilang, which is a new a new thing to say, and your Nisei's. You also have access to Danavis for um, white white noise, right? Um, and right, you can right. deploy that through your bulleteers and peacemakers, which is ridiculous. Um, yep. Yeah, and then. Yeah, like I think that's great. Like, what if the enemy has some MSV thing in the midfield, and you white noise it with the peacemaker, and then send in Shona? Yeah, that's and stealth that's and super jump means she can get somewhere weird that they're not expecting, right? Run around the side. Like it's it's going to take orders, so it's not going to come up every game, but it may come up some game, and then you've got the piece for it. So, yeah, she's not in every list, but she's in some. And it's it'll be fun to use her when you can. And she is quite a bit cheaper than Hippolytus. That's maybe an unfair comparison. Right. That's the other thing too. So yeah, on to on to your boy, Taiwu. Oh man. <laughs> I I I have two of this model and I'll be buying a third for Aristea. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I freaking love this model, but I was like, no, this model absolutely needs to exist in my Drews, and I can take it in a white banner. I guess I'm having it there too. Um, what a what a bizarre profile! I just have to start <laughs> off with like, yeah. this is probably one of the strangest profiles in the game. Um, yes, <laughs> right. So respectable CC twenty one, decent BS twelve, whip fourteen. I was actually kind of expecting an exceptionally high whip out of him, um, just based on him and Aristea. Um, mm-hmm. Arm one three BTS. Hollow one, which is where we get sneaky, right? Yep. Um, CC, so he has basically ICO level two, right? Negative right. 60 in CC, plus natural born warrior, which we don't know what it does in N4. Is that correct? No, nah, I, I don't think we have an official ruling on what it is yet. 
Yeah, I'm wondering if it's going to include a chart like martial arts, but since it doesn't have a level next to it, I don't know. Um, shock immunity, meh, and stealth. Um, so stealth is separate. We have not seen it on other profiles called out by itself. Um, so John Hawkwood is not sneaky. Right. But so stealth with hollow one could give you away, right? If you walk around something and you're like, oh, uh, actually don't ARO. I'd prefer if you not, right? I mean, it's optional, yeah. right? Presumably. It, it is optional. You don't have to do it. Um, at least currently you don't. So, I mean, you could just say... Right, so so weapon option-wise, this is where it gets weird. So all of them have... Yeah. Uh, a plus one burst viral pistol. Good. Mono CCW. Good. Mm-hmm. A burst two flash pulse. At whip good. 14. Good. A yeah. burst three nano pulser. Yeah. Which is <laughs> weird. Silly, yeah. I don't know if there's another burst three... Direct template weapon in the game? Uh, Roadhog like shotguns. Oh, that'll be direct template now, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah, what a weird one. Then you have your choice of counterintelligence or contender, and I know which one I'm picking. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it depends what counterintelligence does now. That's, That's true. true. And hey, they may make contenders not suck. Right. That's Well, that's a bold statement. Whoa. Whoa. Um, <laughs> now, being as... I can see taking the contender because of hollow projector, because it's a decent ARO weapon, the DA. Plus, right. uh, also, sure. Yeah, I DA have kids. Yeah, I mean, DA has good material too, right? Yes. Yeah. So if you're looking at a game where you have to blow shit up, he could be running around as somebody without DA or without anti-material, get ignored, and then surprise, blow something up. I mean, that's super. That's, case, that's like. That feels yeah. like one of those big brain moves that I'd feel proud of, uh, proud of doing, and my opponent did not even occur to them. Right. I mean, yeah, it's going to be counterintelligence ninety percent of the time. <laughs> yeah. But for sure. But I want, I want there to be a reason to take a contender in the future. I don't know what they could do to it. Maybe they gave it Spitfire range bands. I don't know. Well, if you attach it to MA4 Yojimbo, it's pretty good. <laughs> right, you can kill Noctovers with it and shit. <laughs> yes. Um, oh. Yeah, I mean, I think this takes a, a particular... Like, you, he needs to be part of your game plan. Yeah. Like, I would not take him unless he fulfilled a particular role that I expected to get useful work out of him on average. Right, right. And there it's are scenarios where that's the case. You could... Like, if you're playing a very... Um, <clears throat> like, a extremely midfield-dense opponent. Like, let's say you're facing Vanilla Ariadne Camo Spam. I would consider taking him because you could do some pretty disgusting things with that nanopulsor with burst three like i can't cover all these camo tokens with one template but if i had three right i mean there's a lot you can do with three templates yeah yeah but it is that thing you like you pop around the corner you you look like a guy with a rifle right or a combi Mm -hmm. like something they're not going to dodge against right they take a shot against you and you're like you know what it's worth it you take it to the face and then slap them with three nanopulsor auto hits. Yeah. Or, you know, multiple viral pistols. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> First three viral pistol from surprise is also, I mean, not literally for surprise, but unexpectedly. Well, that'll ruin your day. <laughs> let me, let me paint you the, the nanopulsor money shot picture here. Right. So assuming cautious move is still a thing, you could conceivably, Start out of line of fire, like around a corner or something. Cautious move behind somebody, 
and then triple nanopulsar them in the back. Ooh. Pew, 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 pew. All <laughs> of the nano bees. <laughs> Lightning in his case, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, oh. it's it's a thing. It's a thing. You could you can use him. Like I said before, I I think it's like he needs to fit into your game plan somehow. Like he needs to, like you 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 need to intend to use him. Otherwise, I feel like there's just other stuff that you should do. Like two CSU, I think is more more reliably useful than this guy. Yeah, but you might not be able to fit two CSU in your list, John, because it's only fifteen orders. Oh, I mean, in a world where I have John Hawkwood and double Guija, I think I can. <laughs> no, but that's that's an interesting thought, right? You are paying 24 points for counterintelligence and yeah. one regular order. So, like, if, if he bought a couple extra regular orders instead, was yeah. he worth it? Right. Right? Like, if, if you build your list and you're, you're playing a list that has, I don't know, availability three Fugazi, right? Mm-hmm. You're like... Well, I'll take him to keep people from docking me two orders. Or you could take, you know, they can still dock you one order. And he's hollow once, so they won't know you have it, so then they do it. Right? Right. And you have, oh, one of these things on the table is not what it appears. Yeah. We are counting your intelligence, sir. Um, so, like, your your net gain, your net loss there is like one order compared to the triple Fugazi. Mm-hmm. The Fugazi actually provide more orders than you prevented from losing. Right. Cool. Or same thing with two CSU. I think I like him in Druze a lot because you're active turn focused in Druze generally. Yeah. Sure. And you have obvious lieutenants, which you can put him, you can have him as a little protection for that. And That's fair. you don't have that many melee options. Like, yeah. You got Saito and you got uh, whatever his name is, the leader of the Druze. I think that's. Arslan. I think like that's kind of it. Arslan in most of my games is going to be him. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Except Arslan's always going to be linked is the problem, but yeah, I wouldn't bring him not linked anyway. No, I just took him because he's tough. (laughs) You just took him because he's tough. And for the challenge. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I struggle to find a way to use him for me, right? Like, it just doesn't he doesn't really click for me, which means I, I'm going to play him because I want to figure him out. And I may I may end up in a situation where it's like it doesn't it really doesn't work for me, but at least I'll have tried him and really understood why he doesn't work for me. Um I I think it depends on a couple things. Like one is the relevance of viral in yeah. M four. If it's really relevant then he's very very good. Right? I mean like our yeah. double viral pistol is broken good. Um I mean like thinking about units that are um that you want hollow one on, I think a burst three direct template weapon is what you want hollow one on. <laughs> it's true. I mean, like if you want the if you want the troll lo 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 factor, you have that's it. the most fuckery you can fit in hollow one. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, one more thing that's kind of interesting is this profile here may be wrong, or possibly the one uh, that they've uploaded already is wrong because he has CC nineteen on army. Oh goodness! Um, I don't know. Who knows? So, so he's getting buffed in uh, N four. Okay, because I was going to say CC nineteen. I feel less like it's worth it, but that 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 extra crit chance of maybe is just so important. Yeah, this matches the profile. They like when they were first doing what code one and then four profiles were going to look like. They leaked to us like Tao Wu's going to be in in infinity, and he's okay. you know, here's his 
N3 profile and here's his N4 profile. Yeah. And it was it was the same thing then, 19 and then 3 and 21 and N4. No idea why. Um, but yeah, no, I think that is I think that is accurate. So you can also take him in Imperial Service and Vanilla Yujing. Yeah, that's not happening. I I really don't see that happening for me. Yeah, what's he gonna disguise himself as in Imperial Service? A Kwangshi? Uh you peek around the corner and they're like, Dodge, because you've got a chain rifle, and you're like, Viral pistol to the face. But um, I mean, like, like, this is the thing, though, right? Like, I, I, I sort of ignore the hollow projector here because sure. when you evaluate the profile, like, you, if all you want is hollow projector, then okay, I guess. Then the rest of it, like, right. either all you want is hollow projector, and then whatever's written underneath it is irrelevant, or you actually want to use the model, and then hollow projector is irrelevant, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, all right, well, assuming no mind games, what do I get out of this guy? And in Imperial Service, like, you just have all of the chain rifles, thanks to Kuangxi, so, like, the nanopulsar isn't that relevant? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, intelligence? Um, yeah, but I mean, <clears throat> uh, I guess. I don't know. He's, it's a thing. Yeah. I don't see why I would bring him there except for some sort of advanced mind games thing. And then why wouldn't I bring Lucian instead? Mm. Like yeah. Sforza. Right, yeah, Sforza. Oh, yeah, Sforza's... I've gotten real work out of Sforza. Um, it's really fun when you when you use him as a proxy Mark IV in, like, OSS. <laughs> that feels real good. <laughs> Especially when you shoot at a Mukhtar. Sorry, Eric. <laughs> um, Surprise but, adhesive. <laughs> Viral. And oh, he's viral. Yeah, he's got a viral. He's got a viral rifle with X Y. Viral and <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So, so I think Sforza. It's like that. That's that's much more relevant. I feel like. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He's it, he he's just it's just this weird profile that doesn't really f- immediately have a use for me, and so I'll try him, but uh, I I don't have high hopes. Yeah, I. It's hard because he is kind of expensive. He's expensive if you just use him for counterintelligence, right? Mm-hmm. Like for less points, you could get more orders. Like who's 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 countering whose intelligence? If you just <laughs> use well, he's 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 a mastermind. He's just he's just big braining it better than you can big brain it. Yeah, exactly. That might be my problem. <laughs> that's that's definitely the problem. I am not, I am not big braining it enough. Uh, <laughs> I'm really into anything. The eyebrows on his unit logo is just amazing. Yes. I mean, that yes. alone is reason to take the unit. <laughs> there you go. There's your reason. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think White Company is going to be uh, a a, uh, a good litmus test. Um, yeah. They have all the cool toys. They have ways to deploy them. They have a lot of tactical flexibility. They have basically all of the visibility affecting tricks with the exception of Eclipse Smoke. Um, yeah. I think... Yeah. I, I think they're uh, they're they're going to be tough to beat uh, when piloted by a competent opponent. Um, it'll be it'll be fun to see on the table. Um, I am I am thankful that of this new wave of releases, I have only been sucked into White Banner and Starmada. Right. But man, if I don't want like a copper Starmada badge, like to pin on my shirt to feel part of the gang, <laughs> you should just make a T-shirt that has that. You have the power. I can. You have the power. Oh, I'm going to do that thing. <laughs> well, gentlemen, and speaking of t-shirts. Yes. If you want to show off one little thing before we uh, wrap it up for the evening. So 
on the uh, the Dice Abide Threadless store, you can now get your very own late night war game shirt with Adam and John for your cool synthwave vibes. Um, and yeah, show uh, show your support for the support yeah, support for the show. I'm on my second beer, by the way, which was also very strong, so I'm okay with that. Um, but yeah, everyone, well, thank you so much. You've uh, all wasted another wonderful, perfectly good evening listening to Late Night War Games with John and me. John, take it away. Yeah, so uh, again, we've got a couple, of day, a couple of days left in the month. Please submit to Roman Academy your experiences using an aggressive lieutenant or just a painted lieutenant. Um, see BromanAcademy.com for details. Uh, you can find us here Tuesday nights, 8.30 p.m. Pacific. Um, you, we upload all of the videos we shoot here to uh, YouTube. Um, we're all of your favorite podcast app thingamajigs. Uh, we have a feature called Podcast Chapters, which I'm really regretting implementing because it's a fair amount of work. <laughs> uh, but you can, you can see most of the things that we talk about because I upload JPEGs to the MP3. There's fancy... Fancy technical things. If you are uh, excited about what you see here, you want to support us, we use also Patreon. And we have finally reached the uh, the funding level where we can actually send you models now. So um, That's right. Next month, we'll be drawing our first model winner from all of our patrons. And we'll be sending them either a limited edition Drunk Adam as a Yan-Yan or a limited edition Drunk Me as a Monstrucker, which is the superior Monstrucker sculpt, both of which sculpted <laughs> by the lovely uh, Obadiah Hampton. Um, and it can be yours if you if you uh, get lucky. Thanks to random.org and a Patreon um, subscription. Right. So speaking of Patreon, we do have another new Patreon subscriber. Uh, Dexter Asmaya has joined as uh, his dudeness to the uh, to the wonderful people who want to keep us intoxicated and talking about little toy soldiers. So, if you liked what we did tonight and like what we do every week, please uh, go on to all of the places where you give thumbs up, stars, likes, high fives, money, whatever way it is that you show appreciation for what you do on the platform which you are consuming this media. We would really appreciate it. It helps us. Uh, Stay motivated to keep doing this every week for 17 weeks in a row now. So, (laughs) (laughs) no, that's great. Uh, I really appreciate it, guys, and thank you so much. Have a wonderful evening. Yep. Take care, everybody. Okay. And thanks for watching live, uh, those of you who joined us. Have a good night.